Howdy, y'all. Get ready for another exciting edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show, Monday edition. And it is the, what is it, the 20th already? It's almost the summer solstice. We got the longest day of the year coming up, so I'll talk real slow and make it last. We've got a great Trinity School of Natural Health success story. Another one, Brooke Basilko is joining us for the first time from Minnesota. And we'll learn about her journey back to health. And it's, a, it's another great one, an inspiring one. Also, hour two, we got a simulcast with our friends at Brighteon.tv. And here's the code word of the day or code words of the day. Weaponizing medical licenses. I, I, I probably butchered that. But then again, doctors butcher stuff all the time, too. <laughs> Weaponizing the medical boards, in fact, through licensure. That's a big story we're going to cover. So get gather your friends around. Gather your doctors around. The Robert Scott Bell Show is about to begin at robertscottbell.com slash listen. Sign up for email alerts. We'll show, you, we'll show you how in a moment, too. Thanks for being here. Let's get this healing party started. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right, before we get to the acknowledged death of evidence-based medicine, which has always been a crock of you-know-what, yeah, no, yeah, I said it, evidence-based my aspirin. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, I just got a, uh, well, by, if you're noticing the nice sweatshirt here, I, I told Trinity that they need a swag or drip for the young people that actually says Trinity School of Natural Health on it, and I got it. This looks awesome. You guys get ready for fall. I know, I know, it's just summer solstice tomorrow. <laughs> Never too early to prepare for the cooler weather, which I just had yesterday and today. So I'm wearing it. Anyway, we've got a great, great show uh, coming up. Brooke Vasilko, who's a graduate from Trinity, is going to share her story. Uh, and we've got a lot more to talk about on um, the threats to uh, doctors that are trying to do the right thing. Because of their license, they're vulnerable. I asked that. I said, ask you, what, is, what are you afraid of? What's your vulnerability? If doctors are afraid of losing their license, for instance, then they're going to be afraid to do things that might cause their license to be lost. Now, for those that are not regulars uh, on the Robert Scott Bell Show, we'll go, well, what's wrong with that? I mean, why would you want them to do anything that would uh, maybe uh, end up having them lose their license? Well, because the thing most doctors lose their license for are not harmful. The things that most doctors lose their license for typically are doing something that the American Medical Association says you shouldn't do or couldn't do. Don't do, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't use a natural remedy. If you're not prescribing enough drugs, they could threaten your license. Yeah. No, people have said, oh, that's crazy, Robert. No, oh, it happens. They track you. And if you speak out against the COVID narrative and you are in support of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and different vitamins and minerals and homeopathics and silver and copper I, suddenly you could find yourself in the crosshairs of, of licensure removal so those are just a few of the things we're going to cover in hour two as our simulcast with brideon kicks into gear but right before I, I got on the show i ran out to the uh the greenhouse one of the greenhouses. we got two now um the upper greenhouse is considered the cool greenhouse in the summer we open them up and so the pollinators the bees can get in and we've got strawberries coming in in one of them which is exciting we've got different things growing even got some potatoes inside one of the green, two of the, both the greenhouses have some potatoes and I've got them growing outside too. But I don't know when it happened when we were finishing up the, uh, the, the growing year last year it was our first year having the greenhouse. 
and some kind of white little flies, teeny tiny flies got in and it seemed to eat the sweet potato uh, flower plants, whatever. And so I didn't like that. I'm not a guy that's going to use pesticides normally, but I do make an exception for delimonene, the distillate from the orange peel that we've utilized for so many years in so many ways. And guess what? Bringing it back now. Orange Guard, shout out to Tor McPartland for bringing this to our attention again. Orange Guard is the OMRI certified for organic use, use in organic agriculture. Folks, yes, you can use pesticides in organic agriculture. They just happen not to be synthetic and toxic and poisonous to mammalian life, animals and such. Just those little buggers you don't want, those little critters you don't want. And uh, that's orangeguard.com. Super Don, isn't that it? You have it too. Have you used it yet? It smells great because it just smells like the oranges. I have. I have. And it's, uh, I've missed it. Mm. I have because A, it works really good. Yeah. And B, it smells really good too, and that's that's probably I don't know which if what I like more is, is the smell, yeah, or or how well it works. And it's funny, you know, because we we've, we've talked about delimiting in the past for many years, yes. And uh, the stuff, I mean, it kills ants and and bugs and stuff that you don't want in the house. Mm. And you know, I, I'm just going to take the liberty of saying that as you are going back into the kitchen to put this away under the counter, if you accidentally spray some on the stove. <laughs> It's okay because it works really good on that too, but it cleans and degreases not, too. Not, not officially, not officially, yeah. uh, but you know, should you happen to accidentally do that, it's okay. Right. Well, um, I've covered stories about the university of Arizona looking at delimiting <laughs> as a uh, cancer uh, option, right? Curing cancer. Yeah. This is not a, 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 this is not what we call a, um, in, a claim that orange guard is making. I'm just sharing Correct. you information beyond that, but for goodness sake, Everybody's got some pest problems. You want to do it safely, try some Orange Guard. And just so that you know, yeah. pests, it doesn't hurt pets. Pets doesn't hurt this pets. This stuff, yeah. I mean, you can literally, you can spray it on your hand and lick it. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it, it doesn't hurt anybody. It doesn't, you can, it can get on food. It can get on people. It can mm-hmm. get on pets. Uh, and and it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt them because it's all natural. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, just, it's an amazing product. Uh, so, yes, thank you. We'll, we'll uh, get to talk more about that sometime soon. I, I do want to add that I'm a bit annoyed with Facebook, but that's not unusual. But apparently, we got a 24-hour ban last week, and that ended, but they still aren't allowing us to live stream Facebook. What is that all about? No message, no notice of that, nothing. It was really weird, actually, because they dinged us, right? They were like, yeah. oh, you're banned, you're, you're restricted for 24 hours. And then yeah. they reversed it mm-hmm. and allowed me to be able to post. Yeah. But the stream won't go through, so I don't know what's going on. So right now, what we're doing is we're sharing on Facebook uh, the link to, for people to be able to watch it, either at our website or mm-hmm. the direct link to the to the uh, stream. For for now, yeah. Until we figure out what's going on, yeah. Well, all right, we'll do that. Uh, by the way, Murdoch's in the house. He's asking us about the orange stuff. Look, th- this orange guard is it went through the EPA rigmarole for lack of a better way to say it, to be listed as an actual pesticide, which takes a lot of effort. If you can imagine going through the bureaucratic oligarchy to get approval as a something, and you happen to be non-toxic and safe, they're like, what's the chance they're going to give you approval? Well, Tor did that with Orange Guard. So uh, reward him with the efforts that he took to, to get this out there in a safe way. And yeah, these are available apparently in stores as well, but you can order it directly. Superdog, do you have the website up? Is it linked up? 
You know what? If you go to uh, robertscottbell.com, let me get over to the right page here. Mm -hmm. um, like in today's show notes, let me show you. Uh, if you scroll down, you'll find it in two places. Over on the right-hand side where the banners are, you're going to find Orange Guard. Yeah. You see that there? Yep. Or in the show notes, I put a big old banner there so you can't miss it. Natural and Powerful Pest Control. And you can get it in the spray bottle. You can get it in the big uh, containers as well. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's literally like distilled lemon peel. I mean, that's, that's yeah. just, you know, it, if you're worried about it being something that, uh, you know, is going to be natural and it's not going to hurt anything, yeah. this is the stuff right here. It's been around for years, decades. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just, it's a really good product. And I'm that. really excited yeah. that we were able to share it with you guys. Yep. And I can spray it in my greenhouse without a problem if it's needed. Okay. And so it smells thank good. you. I love yeah. that. Yeah. It's like it's like cuz you know, you can go around the house, under the cabinets, around the door, you know, along the the you know, all the places where you know the bugs are going to be able to come in. Yeah. And not only are you protecting your house from the bugs, but you're it's like you're you're deodorizing the house, you're air freshening the house. It's awesome. Yeah. So did, how was your Father's Day? Did you have a, a fun bounce house? I think they got you a bounce house for Father's Day. You know, yesterday was, was more of a birthday than it was Father's Day, and okay. it was, which is fine fine with me. Um, but yeah, we had the party for Xander. And you know, I feel bad because you asked me, I think it was on Friday, uh -huh. how old is he? Yeah. You know, I'm so bad at that because, you know, Grandpa, it's like I look at these kids, on. they grow up so fast and I it know. just, it their age never seems to match with the amount of time that it seems like has gone mm -hmm. by. So I was, I was like, I don't know, he's like five or six. He's eight. Yeah. He turned eight yesterday. Wow. Or actually, I think it's today. Today is the today official is the day, but it was day, yesterday yeah. we had the party. But right. eight years old, it's just so hard to believe. And and, so, and anyway. you, you were wise. You stayed out of the bounce house. That's why you're not on the Indian bounce Blue house was today. in the backyard, and it was it was one that had water in it too. So they were oh. like, you know, yeah, it was a mess. But yeah, I just I hung out in the in the in the family room. You stayed out of it. All right. Yeah. See, that's, that's grandpa wisdom. Well done. That's well right. done. All right. As we crank up the show here, evidence-based baloney is, I, I, I love that those three words connected together because that's what this is. Uh, at Medical Express, they admit, and this is not the first time I brought this up on this show, but hey, it's back. A recent article at Medical Express. Check this out. It says, we don't know whether most medical treatments work and we know even less about whether they cause harm. Uh, this isn't the you can't make this stuff up category. Only one in 20 medical treatments have high quality evidence to support their benefits, according to a recent study. The study also found that harms of treatments are measured much more rarely as third as much as benefits. I know that's not surprising for us here. It's probably not surprising for you, but for skep ducks, this, this would make their heads explode. Of course, they'll make all kinds of strange claims that it's not a real study. But if you click on the, the link stu recent study, let me see where it takes me to. Science Direct. This is an original article. Most healthcare interventions tested in Cochrane reviews are not effective according to high-quality evidence. This is a systematic review and meta-analysis. Uh, this is not a, a half-baked little study here that they've, they've come up with. And, and so when you... Let's say, I guess our problem is still, if a doctor says it, you automatically believe it. And yet these are PhDs and MDs that publish this. 
are you automatically not going to believe it because they've concluded that what most doctors think is scientific, it is not based in any sound scientific methodology to validate it. How many times have I had to point this out over the years? And honestly, this is not about me. I'm just saying who, who else in media has been around for this is the 23rd year of broadcast media pointing out that much of what modern medicine claims or proclaims to be scientifically sound and valid is in fact not. When you come up with one in 20, I mean, look, what would be reasonable to expect here? If you're, if you're going to think, all right, apparently not everything doctors do is actually validated by real evidence. And you go, all right. Yeah. You probably go, yeah, maybe 10% is not because you got, these are doctors. Come on. They've been to medical school. They got the media, they got the science, they got the government, they got the NIH, they got the NIAID. Of course, they're scientifically based, they're evidence-based. And I remember at a certain point, was it recently, that did it used to say science-based medicine and then they switched it to evidence-based or vice versa? Because one wasn't working? Did they focus group test evidence versus science? It was, it, it went from evidence-based medicine to science-based medicine. Okay, so... Yeah. So they're going to dismiss this to say that evidence is really not what it's all while it's cracked up to be. Now it's science-based medicine. And what do we find out about science? If you criticize Peter Hotez, if you criticize uh, Anthony Fauci, you're criticizing science. So science is actually like soil and green. It's people. <laughs> <laughs> science is people, certain people, not everybody. And, you know, this says one in 20. One in 20. All right, let's do that. the math out. That's 5%. Is that right? 20 times 5? That's 5% of treatments have sound scientific evidence-based rationale for their utilization. Even common ones that you think are safe and effective, like they say, uh, antiarrhythmic drugs, cardiovascular drugs, were widely prescribed in the belief that they would reduce heart attack deaths until what happened? A clinical trial found that they actually increased the risk of death. Um, it, it gets better. And this is a classic one right here. In another example, putting infants to sleep on their stomach was recommended based on expert opinion that babies would be less likely to choke on their vomit until large studies found that stomach sleeping increased the risk of sudden infant death syndrome. Now, somebody was joking about this. It's kind of a macabre joke. I don't know if we did this on the show the other day, but there's been something of a, not a resurgence, but a surgence of something called sudden adult death syndrome from SIDS to SADS. SADS? Sudden adult death syndrome? Clearly, this was happening all the while since we've been adult superdon. We just didn't know it. Now they diagnose it better. Adults just dropping dead mysteriously in bed. They're already dropped, but now they die. Sudden adult death syndrome. Do we say... Do we turn adults over, Super Don, and make them sleep on their bellies too like we did for infants, like the doctor <laughs> said for infants, even though that was wrong? I can remember sleeping on my stomach. Yeah? <clears throat> Can't do that now, but um, I got too much stomach. Too much but, stomach. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, you know, it, it's interesting how uh, quite often people will go to the diagnosing, what would we call it, a gambit almost, right? Mm -hmm. um, where it's like, oh, oh well, it's just we're, we're just smarter we're more advanced, we're super intelligent, and so that's the reason why the numbers are going up. It has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I, I think about the absurdity of, of the statements about autism where it was always here. We're just better at diagnosing it. I'm like, if you where ever was met it? A, yeah. Where, where the heck was it? Where was it? If you ever met a child on the spectrum, I guess you could say if it's a very mild, you know, uh, you could go, all right, I could miss it. But for the, mo- for the most part, when you see the kids like at autism one, where we've been before at super Don, you were at one of those events and we got that coming up in August again. There is no way anybody could have missed that. I mean, only the the biggest medical moron, even he couldn't miss it. And if you happen to have kids or grandkids like I do Mm -hmm. that are on the spectrum and you get to know it really well, there's no way you could miss it. Uh -uh. There's no way you could miss it, you know, especially when you're going to school and and your friends and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no way you could have have missed it if it were around. It wasn't around. Or if it was, it was so rare that it was it was just not a, a thing. So you know? they're saying it's a failure of medical diagnosis. We're saying it's just a failure of modern medicine to be anything but medical morons. When in the early 2000s, they had a study that revealed or estimated that a quarter to half of all treatments were supported by qu- high quality evidence. Now we find out it may be 5%, not 25%, not 50%. That's horrible. Yeah. If, if they I, said half, yeah, that would be very concerning. Right, with five percent. How you know how much of the technology in your car, if it was only half, you know, fifty percent of the time, it worked, or it was based on now, sound scientific. Now, here's a counter argument to that to that mm-hmm. situation. Somebody would probably the first one of the first things they would say is, "Well, then how come it seems like a lot of this stuff does actually work? If it was only five percent, that doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense." Sure. Right. Well, I don't think it's about uh, working or not working as a It's definitive. about evidence. It's about evidence right. and support for the reasons that they do it. Now, also to add to your question, which is a good question, how do we define success in modern medicine? If you come in with a headache or a migraine and they give you a drug and take the migraine pain away, <laughs> they claim success. Yeah, but that would be like walking up to somebody and they said, my foot hurts and you smash their thumb with a hammer. Yeah. Ah! My thumb. Oh, you forgot about your foot, didn't you? See? Yeah. Well, I'm 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 about to say it's not much different than that because what they're doing is damaging other systems and corrupting the body's ability to communicate via symptoms to you about something that's gone wrong or is going wrong. And yet every drug is a synthetic toxic poison approved by the FDA, and maybe doctors use it according to the label, and maybe they're using it off label, but in every case it's toxic and poisonous to the body to some varying degree. Now, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin acknowledge that it's lower on the toxicity scale than most every other drug but still by definition it's not a naturally occurring substance that is used in in cellular metabolism to enhance cellular metabolism for instance energy etc it is artificially uh forcing something to happen or stopping something from happening and yet if that's success modern medicine again, needs to reach or change its definition of success to acknowledge we are successful at suppressing symptoms. At the same time, Superdon creating 10 or 15 or 20 other symptoms where we can give you other drugs to profit off of. Mm-hmm. Now, these Cochrane reviews are rigorous. They're not slacking. They're not slacking at all. They're not slackers. But it, it was it, they got upset, a lot of the medical church, when the Cochrane collaboration showed that the flu shot basically doesn't work, if you remember that. Then suddenly the Cochrane collaboration's name was mud and they tried to discriminate against anybody using it. Oh, they're the anti flu shot, anti-vaxxer flu shot Cochrane people. Yep. Yet all they did was establish basically through meta-analyses, the evidence of, of support for or against something based on, did it work? Did it not? And I just find this, 
I don't know what the word would be here, but appropriate that it's finally coming out. So when your doctor says what I do is based on the science or the evidence and you go, well, look, doc, it looks like maybe only 5% of what doctors do is that, are you in that 5%? Can you show me that where in that 5% you are? Where's the evidence for it? Or do you just go, doc, you know, you're a nice guy and all, but your system has screwed up more people than it's helped. And even if it's helped people, it's only temporary because it suppresses the symptom. It's an artificial help. It doesn't actually help. It creates 10 or 20 other problems. As I've said, modern medicine, the third leading cause of death, but really the first because it causes the second and first heart disease and cancer. Now, there's another, uh, let's see, article here. Let me look at this. Amal, yeah, this is one of those, hooray, America's number one. No, we're the only one. But no, it's not a hooray. In a Substack article by Jordan Schachtel, America is now the only country in the world that authorizes COVID jabs for infants. Yay! Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, right. The only one. The only country in the world. It's like, oh, it's because we're so much better than everybody? No. We're all medical morons here, especially in government, media, and medicine, and the people of America who don't reject this outright. Now, I'm inclined to say that we're on the right trajectory despite this. Because remember, before this happened, they were telegraphing it in the, uh, was it the Kaiser study or question? Would you be willing to inject your child or have your child injected if uh, the FDA approves by EUA the use of the COVID jabs for six months to five years of age? And it was just a hair over 80% that said no, basically, not interested. So the people are waking up, but the government is slow to follow on as it approves by emergency use authorization, despite the fact there being no emergency. Injections of innocent children with things that are causing other children of little elder age, elder children, six years and up, to create all kinds of adverse events in them, including myocarditis, pericarditis, and all kinds of horrible, horrible things. So the FDA authorized the mRNA COVID shot, Pfizer and Moderna, for an emergency that doesn't exist except via their artificial declaration. And no other country in the world is doing this. You think that there'd be some level of self-effacing instead of like, we're number one. Everybody else is stupid. No, we are the morons of the planet when it comes to children, when it comes to medicine. How many years in a row have I said, "Mm, we're number one in taking drugs? Per capita, Americans take more pharmaceutical drugs than all other nations. And I think it may be, if I'm not mistaken, if you measure all the industrialized nations combined, we're still number one. It's pretty bad. It's pretty sad. Which would indicate that we are not like when the president, they run for president and say, our best days are ahead of us. It's hard to believe that based on our willingness to be subjected to pharmaceutical sorcery. Now, for those of you who believe the Constitution is divinely inspired, and I, I really do believe that, and in, in addition to the intelligence God granted our founding fathers, they actually utilized it. But because they didn't listen to Benjamin Rush, physician to George Washington, signer of the Declaration of Independence, they didn't put medical freedom into the Constitution. He was prophetic when he said, if we didn't do it, medicine will organize into an undercover dictatorship to restrict restrict the art of healing to one class of men and deny equal privileges to all others. He said further that all such laws would be un-American and despotic, and they really have no place in a republic, a republican form of government, 
which would allow for what? Freedom. Freedom to innovate. Freedom to choose the kind of medicine you want to use. Freedom for your doctor to choose the kind of medicine he or she wants to prescribe in conjunction with you. But that's not the system we have. We have a medical monopoly. And it's dying hard. And a lot of people are dying in order that others will wake up, including children. The question is how many more children will have to die subjected to EUA shots since there is no emergency and the shots have not been properly or adequately tested for safety or efficacy. Then again, none of the prior vaccinations that were actually vaccinations were tested appropriately for, for safety or efficacy either. I used to be in the, in the vast, vast, vast minority on that. Now more people than ever are acknowledging the things I've been saying for years here and many others as well. So this article, pretty profound. The U.S. is number one and the only one to authorize the use of these COVID shots for six months to five years. And I was going to give a, a major kudos to uh, Governor DeSantis again, because he was the only governor that didn't pre-order these jabs in anticipation that inevitably the FDA would rubber stamp its approval. But I understand now he's actually ordered them or allowed them to be ordered. Like how far can somebody stand their ground and then they cave? Am I being unreasonable? Maybe, but I'm being correct. Why should any state authorize the use of an experimental mRNA injection of children since there is no emergency at all for these children related to COVID? All right, let's pause there and let's uh, launch in to our, uh, well, hold on here. Somebody's trying to reach me. They don't know I'm on the air, I guess. Best kept secret in health talk media, by the way, Robert Scott Bell Show. Welcome, everybody. RobertScottBell.com slash listen. There's a chat room. Hope y'all are enjoying it. We're usually going out on Facebook Live today, but apparently we've been banned more than 24 hours. I don't know why. They're not telling us. They're so scared just to even tell us why we might be banned on live streaming there. But we've got plenty of other streams going out to the rest of the world, and I hope you're sharing them with your friends and family and others. Those of you who are patron supporters of the Robert Scott Bell Show also um, toying with the idea of giving away a retail $300 item to one I don't know if luck is it how it's done because we typically do a, a kind of trivia questions to give away good stuff. Our next AMA is, I believe, the 25th of June, Saturday. This coming Saturday? Yeah, this coming Saturday, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. So look forward to that. Also looking forward to the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. Also looking forward to welcoming more Trinity School of Natural Health graduates to the Robert Scott Bell Show as the trinityschool.org website is linked up always here. And they've got the uh, what used to be called the Legacy Summit. It's Trinity Live. That's coming up in Indianapolis. So also, we'll talk about that. So let's bring on our first hour guest here, Brooke Vasilko, Trinity graduate. Brooke, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hey, thank you, Robert. I'm glad to be here with you. It's great to see you. And I can hear that lovely Minnesota lilt in your voice. <laughs> you, you can't oh, hide yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, we're sure. I can, I can make it thicker if you... I know you can have it. Yes. I know you can. Well, I love it up in Minnesota. The state bird is the mosquito. Yes, you it might, is. You might need some orange guard up there. I'm just saying <laughs> some delimiting <laughs> safe ways to address those skeeters. But uh, you have, you were telling me before we went to air today that your journey into health and healing was not something like I had growing, like growing up from the, the, the word go. I remember I want to be a healer, a doctor of some kind. You didn't have that in you until you suffered with ailments and illnesses that seemingly no one could figure out what to do. And you, I got to do this or no one's going to do it. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I went to school to be a music teacher. Um, my my parents were both music teachers. My grandparents were music teachers. That's what I did. I Health was not even in the picture for mm -hmm. me. Um, but 12 years ago, actually, when I married my husband, um, I began a journey of chronic illness and feeling sick. My husband said I must have been allergic to him. <laughs> because <laughs> it happened right when we got married. But I say it was God's provision for me because it's been a long journey of of chronic illness. And so, yeah, it definitely was not on my radar at all. You, you look like you're 22. How is a long journey? What are you Thank talking you. about? Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm on the upper end. I'm closer to 40 than I am 30. <laughs> well, um, you've overcome a lot. And look, I, I've told my story many times. I'm not going to belabor another version of it, but zero to 24 years of age chronically ill. Okay. That's how I started. And to be now in my mid fifties, to be running circles around myself back then, that was what I had hoped prayed could happen. And it has. Yeah. And you know, a lot of the things we learned from Trinity helped people to do that. And apparently somewhere along the line, you encountered that and shifted gears from music teacher to what you do today. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a gradual shift, I think, because I had started seeing doctors or, you know, regular yeah, just regular specialists to see what was going on with me. Um, but then I realized that I'm not getting better. And so I continued to see other specialists. And I went to see actually a family friend who was a uh, specifically a Lyme doctor. He was a functional medicine doctor. And he, um, he was the one that kind of opened up my eyes to realize I have Lyme disease and I have a lot of other things that my body can't handle. I did a lot of overseas traveling. I had a lot of parasites. I had a lot of heavy metals. My body was unable to detox from things. And so um, I, I I lived the world. I lived the natural health world for years because I was searching for answers. And so, um, yeah, through my own journey, I, I started meeting other people who were also chronically ill with the same story of, I look pretty normal to a doctor, but I don't feel well. So something's going on. And so, mm -hmm. um, so that's when I started thinking, you know, could I be part of the solution? Could I help these people who are suffering so much with their, with their health and to provide answers because I haven't been able to find answers um, through mainstream uh, modalities. And so that's what I started just, dipping my toes in, in the natural health field. And that's when I found Trinity school of natural health. And I never intended that I would actually have a career in natural health. Um, but <laughs> here I am with my own business and working for Trinity school. And, um, yeah, the journey, it was just take a couple classes of Trinity, get your feet, just dip your feet and just mm -hmm. see how it goes. And then yeah. here I am now as an instructor at Trinity and running my own business. So, right. Yeah, and I, you, you have a, a master of iridology under your belt. Yep. You do the Zyto scans. You do a lot of great things to help folks. And, you know, one of the things that I, over the years thematically about Trinity, I wanted to share with everybody is that people coming through the program, some people just go to learn for themselves and their family. That's fine. There's nothing wrong yep. with that. But yep. there are a lot of people who say, you know what? I want to, I want to be able to hang a shingle and actually make a living helping people get well. And some right. people are saying, well, that you can't do that unless you're a medical doctor. I'm like, 
dude, you do not want to be a medical doctor. In fact, the medical doctors are coming to Trinity. The nurses are coming to Trinity. And thank God that they are because they're going to they're going to learn things that they didn't learn in medical school about how to help people. Instead right. of chasing diseases and symptoms, we're going to be directing folks to nourish their bodies, to detoxify their bodies, to body, mind, spirit connectivity. And, and then, yes, to help people even in an official business way. And, and you're, you're living proof that that can be done. First, to help yourself overcome something the doctors couldn't help you with. Mm-hmm. And then now, like since you did that, even though you got this whole music teacher background, you're like, all right. This is my new journey. Yeah. I think it's the coolest story. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it really is amazing. Just um, foundations of health that we're not taught, you know, let's talk about water. Let's talk about diet, food stuff. And it's amazing people when they, when they make just foundational changes in their health, like, oh, well, my doctor never told me that I should just drink more water or maybe I should try, you know, um, addressing emotions or um, getting some regular movement in. And so it, it's it's really fun for me to be able to meet with clients and, and what seemingly is very basic information with foundations mm-hmm. can be life-changing for people. And so... You're right. We are. We do have doctors and nurses who are taking these classes at Trinity. Um, so grateful for this knowledge because they just weren't educated on mm-hmm. on some of these things. And I and I don't blame them. They just they didn't have the education. And so um, it's fun to be able to watch people's eyes open to some of these things and thinking, wow, that makes sense. Um, but I, you know, thought I just had to take a medication. Rather, you know, my heart is to get at root issues rather than just cover things up with a Band-Aid. Well, and it's about time uh, these docs and nurses are, are uh, waking up to that reality so they can actually help people. People are now waking up to the reality like we talked about as I opened the show today uh, that their so-called evidence-based medicine has little or no evidence. They say about 5% of their treatments actually have strong evidence for their use. But mm-hmm. I pointed out that even if you succeed by their parameters of success is you've taken away symptoms. You actually haven't corrected the underlying cause. Right. So even their measurement of success, if they have 5%, that's, wow, not impressive. But even those cases, you ask, was it a real cure? And at the same time, when we look at the things that Trinity teaches, it isn't treating disease. Right. Why would you chase a disease instead? Why wouldn't you just go to the imbalances, the deficiencies, the lifestyles, all of these things that then manifest as diagnosed diseases for which they have toxic poisons you can take to suppress them. Right. It, you know, we step back from that. You're like, well, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. <laughs> and yet that's the monopoly system in the West. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of the germ versus terrain theory of rather than let's put a bandaid on the, the germ, let's take care of the individual and getting to know the, we're all created differently. I mean, we all have the basic functions, but you know, my, my, even genetic predispositions or things that I'm prone to is going to be different than the other person. So a one size fits all doesn't always work. And so getting to know the person individually and saying, okay, yes, this you're expressing these symptoms, but how can we support your body specifically foundationally so that your body can amazingly overcome so many of these things that we're bombarded with. 
Yeah, exactly. Now you went through the Certified Holistic Health Practitioner Program, the CHHP, Certified Master Iridologist, CMI, Certified Nutritional Consultant, CNC, and Certified Aromatherapy Specialist, CS programs. You've also gone on in iridology to go really far with that. And that's just, just such a fascinating thing. We've done some shows on it and had some folks from Trinity about it. And it's still, for a lot of people, it's like magic to them. If you look in and analyze their eyes and you're like telling them all, and they're like, yeah, how did you know? Yeah. How did you know that? How did you look at my eyes and saw that? That's magic, but it's not. Right. There's really scientific principles and yeah. consistency over, I don't know how many hundreds or thousands of years we're, we're borrowing knowledge from our past and, and maybe modernizing it a little bit with certain technologies, which is not bad, but how much have you been able to see in people's eyes to help them? And they're astonished and they go, what? How you? I mean, it's just like it, it, for a doctor to be able to acknowledge what you can do as an iridologist, that's a, it's humbling at one point at the same time. Now they're going, maybe I should learn that and I can actually help people. <laughs> right. You know, it is, it is a weird modality at first. I remember when I was taking the courses through Trinity and saw that there was a specialized program for iridology. And I thought, who, what could you actually spend a whole program learning about the eye? You know, either you have blue or green or brown eyes, what could actually you study in the iris um, that would show potential strengths and weaknesses. And once I got into it, I loved it because it was, it was really scientific. It was, it wasn't just, oh, I'm just reading your eyes like you would a, like, like energies or spirits or something. Mm -hmm. um, but there's actually a, a physical, you know, it's the nervous system. And it's how our body is connected. It's how, in, in my belief, it's how God created our bodies. Um, and so when I started diving into it more and I started looking at people's irises and then asking them questions about what, um, what kind of symptoms do they have? What's kind of their weak spot? It, it correlated. And so it's hard to deny the connections. And it's weird for people at first because until they experience it, they can't really grasp what do you mean you're just looking at my eyes and reading it? Um, but it's the structure, the pigments, everything has a purpose and it's all connected to our nervous system. Um, and I love using it to know, okay, what, what are they maybe predisposed to as a potential weakness in their body? And then that usually then correlates with other things that they're, they're telling me about. Um, and so then I'm able to use that information to even without them even knowing sometimes if they don't come in for an iridology consult, I can look and see, you know, basic signs and colors in their iris and to be able to make some recommendations foundationally that it, that's going to help them based just based on what I can see uh, across the, across the table from them. Yeah. And, and learning about this, not only is it feasible, you didn't have to spend 80 years and a hundred million dollars and go into debt to learn it. Right. You actually come out with knowledge, practical knowledge in a reasonable amount of time. Yes, it takes study. Yes, it's real stuff. But you come out with practical, pragmatic knowledge you can utilize immediately and help yourself and others. That's just one example of it. By the way, for those of you who are Trinity graduates or students, you know about the Trinity Live event happening in Indianapolis, uh, September 16th through the 18th. But for those of you who are already medical professionals, nurses, or have engaged in other holistic uh, trainings, even from other schools, I believe that it is open to you to come to the Trinity Live event now as well. And this is different from the Health Freedom Expo. This is really designed, this is intensive, 
for students, graduates, et cetera, of holistic thought to gain more knowledge, to be get better, to interact with one another. And this is happening again, Indianapolis, Indiana, September 16th, 17th and 18th. Um, there are a number of different things that are happening, including, I like this because you're having more and more allopathic people come in blending natural with allopathic care. That's Sally Banks exercise and recovery with Nathan Coles, gut health with Jason Ameling reflexology with Lauren Ameling and an optional bonus spiritual cause of disease with Sally Banks. I mean, there's some great, great things that you just don't learn in many places. So I would encourage anybody, if you're interested in taking your natural health practice to the next level, in addition to Trinity courses, check out the Trinity Live event coming up in September. Uh, and that, that'll be actually an amazing, I've been to at least one of them and it's just blows you away with the amount of good information that you can take away and, and utilize immediately. Yeah. To get that hands-on experience and, and to be in person with someone, I think that's sometimes really affirming to get the yeah. feedback, um, live from, from the experts, <laughs> from the Trinity experts. Yeah, it's awesome. And, and you are also now an instructor in addition to doing your thing in Minnesota. Now, are you in the Twin Cities area? Are you up in rural Minnesota? Where are you? Um, we're more I, rural. We're about two hours west of the Twin Cities. So okay. kind of farming community, but um, yeah, not not too far away from too big of cities. But yeah, I, I, but I can I, do almost anything remotely, which has been wonderful mm -hmm. with clients too, okay. is I can, I, you know, a lot of my clients don't live in Minnesota. We do every, the wonderful thing about technology like we're doing today is that you can connect with people from all mm -hmm. over, all over the country. Nice. So if you're out in Western Minnesota, rural farming community, there's a, 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 I call a real disease. That's not like modern medicine considers it. So, but toxicological burden extraordinary in the Midwest, cause it's Monsanto country, just about everywhere. Yes. GMO, uh, roundup sprays. I mean, toxic and poisons. It's like, Farmers of old would not consider poisoning their land, but they do it almost by design now with rare exception when you have farmers that go fully organic or the equivalent even without certification because they realize it's a dead end, the poison, the planet, the poison, your crops for profit scenario. But I imagine those people in even rural Minnesota may come to you and go, I have no idea the doctors don't know what's going on. You look at their eyes and you go, my gosh, your liver, your lymphatic system, your kidneys, all of these po points of uh, detox pathways are going to be lit up in the iris, yeah. you know, because of what's happened, what we're exposed to, what they are exposed to even more from using those chemicals hands-on. Yeah. You know, I use, I use the Zyto Bioscan quite mm -hmm. often with my clients as well. And that's picks is more about the, the frequencies and very common around springtime around here that I will see categories like the glyphosate, pesticides, insecticides, heavy metals, mm -hmm. um, almost always they will show up. And depending on your um, iris, you know, predisposition for like mm -hmm. a blue iris, usually it's the lymphatic system that's going to be a little bit more, uh, you know, have a little bit more weakness. And mm -hmm. for a brown eye, it's going to be more liver. And so mm -hmm. helping the body to eliminate those things. But yes, there's definitely a correlation. I actually see another practitioner outside of modalities that I do and arsenic has been coming up a ton for me in my body um, recent, recently. And so with all the spraying, with the farming, with just, you can't avoid it almost. So um, unfortunately, so it's very, it is very common to have those 
those chemicals, those pesticides, herbicides yeah. show up. And with arn- uh, I'm sorry, arsenic, you said, uh, mm-hmm. it's interesting because in homeopathy, we've known this and they've done tests on utilizing the homeopathic form of arsenic to elicit a dumping, if you will, from the body of arsenic. It's yeah. fascinating how you could trigger that as yes. well. Although it's a little bit more complex with things like glyphosate and Roundup. They're just synthetic chemicals like arsenic is, is technically a naturally occurring substance, albeit poisonous, technically yeah. toxic. But we can deal with it much more readily than a lot of these uh, artificial or synthetic Mm-hmm. pesticide poisons, right? That, that compound right. And, and make everything so complicated. And yeah. your case of Lyme, interestingly enough, if I could ask, uh, mm-hmm. your pathway out, were you able to get out without antibiotics or maybe you started there and then suddenly you yeah. didn't need them anymore? Tell me a little bit more about your journey of overcoming yeah. Lyme. Um, you know, I didn't have the typical Lyme symptoms at first. And that's why um, I, when I initially went to a functional medicine doctor, Lyme was not the first thing that came up. Actually, heavy metals was the one, the number one things, mercury and lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't detox well. That's probably one of the biggest things. Um, found some parasites and other viruses. But um, as far as the Lyme, um, that really, well, we discovered I had a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And so Unfortunately, I went on some antibiotics for for a little while longer than I wanted to, and I didn't feel well um, because I it was even then that was probably eight to ten years ago that I started that, and mm-hmm. um, even the doctor I see now has shifted their mindset because they realized that antibiotics with Lyme have have not been effective um, for treating chronic Lyme, um, and so I did I did do the antibiotic route. I felt mm-hmm. worse. I felt awful on it. Um, Too much for my body. I realized that I was kill, kill, kill and not supporting my body and the detox. So it was just recirculating in my body anytime we would try and address anything. Um, But um, it's been, it's been layers. It's been Lyme, but then it's been co-infections. You have Bartonella and you have Babesia and you have Ehrlichia and all of these layers that have come. And really, I feel like the symptoms I started with, with Lyme, got significantly better. But then I started this new season of neurological symptoms. Mm -hmm. So the last two years were all about neural symptoms, which is typical of Lyme. But, and that's why I never had those symptoms, which was hard for some of the doctors say, ah, you don't have typical Lyme symptoms because I didn't have the, um, you know, the nerve pain, the tremors, the paralysis, but I started developing those after we kind of got rid of a bunch of these other pathogens, my body was like, okay, now we're ready to work on this. And, and it was awful. I mean, it was horrible, but we actually connected it to my teeth. Mm -hmm. Um, I had, I went to see holistic dentist the last year and a half, found out I had four cavitations where my wisdom teeth were located and there was infections in there. And so what, what I've learned is that there can be they just recirculate, especially going down through lymphatic system in the brain. So um, I dealt with some ozone therapy, um, worked with some homeopathics, did a bunch of support there. And it was, I mean, it's two, two years of pretty some intense um, clean out. And I, it wasn't instant for me, but I started feeling much better neurologically Um which has gotten, so, I mean, my journey is still continuing. I'm yeah. not, not like, wow, I'm a hundred percent better. But when I look at where I was to where I am today, mm-hmm. 
so much better. You got a yardstick looking back eventually. I mean, I do look back at my upbringing and being raised pharmaceutically to, to do what I do now. Uh, unloading all of that, raising kids without the use of antibiotics and vaccines, giving them an opportunity to have health that I never had. And then, you know, they make decisions as they grow. To, and You hope and you pray that you've given them the insight to link cause and effect because that was denied me right. in terms of being pharmaceutically raised. They pretend that there is no cause and effect in disease processes other than bad genes. Like if you say, hey, maybe I should, you know, cut down on the toxic poisons that I'm eating and the food and the water, et cetera. Like, ah, it's just overrated, you know, whatever. It's just like not, it's so not real as far as grounding the body, which is grounded in reality. And these people are operating as if that reality doesn't exist, except to say that symptom is uh, what? Mm -hmm. Look, you know, those cavitations with the infection, hey, that's an antibiotic deficiency. Just, Brooke, you stay on those antibiotics. You'll mm -hmm. get through it, of course. And they decimate your gut. They decimate and destroy your immune system, yeah. create all, all kinds of immune diseases, autoimmunity, immune dis dysfunction to the point of collapse, and then, what, cancer. Uh, and, and so that's why I say modern medicine, third leading cause of death, it's the second and first because it creates the scenario where those cardiac events and those uh, cancers manifest. And it's not to say there's never a place for that type of medicine, but if it were truly where it belongs, it'd be in a very narrow window right. of like, this is where you get, you, you, you guys, you do your thing. And, right. and everywhere else we got to go uh, with holistic principles. Now there's a lot of varieties of classes that Trinity offers. So if you're not, if you're like, Ooh, I'm intimidated by iridology. Don't worry. There's mm -hmm. a lot of other things you can do. And you might one day wake up and go, oh, now I want to try it. Right. Uh, but if you if you click on the programs uh, tab there, there's tremendous amount of things. The uh, virtual, oh, let's get to a virtual run in a moment. But July 11th is the next term start. And that's going to be enrolling CNHP and CHHP, which you did. Uh, after that, the next big startup is August 8th. And that's where you have 10 different programs that are, that are starting up from health coach uh, to CNHP, CHHP, aromatherapy, biblical studies. Uh, holistic fitness, uh, Lyme specialist, Zyto specialist, mind-body integration, and all of those things. And the, and the lectures on demand are always available for you at any time. And I have one on Clinical Homeopathy 101 Plus to get started. Uh, mentioned the Trinity Live already. Also, if you're into fitness or want to get started in fitness, there's a virtual run. This is the second time this has been done. And it begins July 1st. The goal is to walk, run, or jog 31 miles in 31 days. For, for those of you who do 10 miles in a day, you're laughing. I know, but hey, you got to start somewhere, right? And it's open to everyone, and it just uh, proceeds the Wendell Whitman uh, uh, Memorial Scholarship Fund. So it supports those that do need help, even though, relatively speaking, the investment in Trinity education is far, far more reasonable than just about any other holistic health education program. But still, there are people that need help, and that's what that's for. So if you feel like you'd want to uh, go on that virtual run and support it, that'd be amazing. Uh, the Health Freedom Expo coming up again, October 15th and 16th. And that is some of the, the greatest memories I've had in this lifetime. And, and now we get to reunion each year uh, back in the Chicagoland area, far enough outside of Chicago. You'll be OK at Tinley <laughs> Park. And uh, we've got great. Uh, uh, there's always a health freedom panel that I get to uh, mo uh, moderate. And then there, this year we're doing an electronic smog panel as well, which is an important, increasingly important subject to consider and learn about and remediate. So uh, let's look at that as well. Also, Bradley Nelson, Dr. Brad Nelson, friend, is going to be there first time ever doing Living Passionately with the Emotion Code. And so more speakers being added all the time. And uh, Brooke, are you going to be able to go this year? 
you know what? I can't because I am expecting our first child what? <laughs> that week. So I will not be there, unfortunately. Well, well it is a good reason. It is I, a good uh, reason. You got a legitimate excuse as anything. And in fact, it's, it's a blessing to hear. Anytime I hear someone with a health conscience has a babe or is pregnant because what we're seeing now is a tremendous uptick even more than ever before in infertility yeah, uh, and, and births yeah. not going to term and all kinds of things. And, you know, this is not the show today that we're going to go into the topic so much, but um, how are we going to, how are we going to replace these, you know, as we grow older, if we can't reproduce, this is a very right. serious issue. That's not going to be solved in modern medicine because they're part of the problem here with their COVID injections. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm, I truly feel that a lot of the foundational work that I did with my health uh, allowed us to to become pregnant. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've been married 12 years, but never tried because I felt so sick. But once we were ready and we felt like this was the time for us, it, it was so grateful because I know that it's it's a challenge for many people mm-hmm. to to become pregnant. But I'm I remember a lot of my specialists said, you're going to have no problem. They, they said, you know, you've, you've worked so hard on your health and I know it's not totally up to us, but there's a part we can play in that too. And so I'm grateful that we, we are going to be welcoming our, our first child in September. Mazel tov. That's wonderful. Very <laughs> exciting. Very thrilled to hear that. Uh, so Brooke, as, as we wrap up uh, our, our interview together, it's wonderful to connect with you here on the show and hopefully we can meet you one day in one of these events as well and uh bring bring a healthy child with you yes yes yeah <laughs> i i plan to that'll be amazing so as uh we're looking at the next startups for classes uh any messages you want for people that are considering uh trying out a trinity class i would just say if you're at all wondering to to dip your toes in it just do it um i i was hesitant when i first started my journey or should i do that other program so glad I did. Even if you don't use it as your long-term career, the knowledge that you'll gain from these classes, the information, the passion, being being around like-minded people is so important. I think especially today, um, we can get lost in so many other opinions about health stuff that sometimes we need each other to know that we're not alone. And so um, Trinity, Trinity is a wonderful school of... Um, with instructors who, who are passionate about helping other people, helping the next generation to become um, educators and uh, helping those who are also struggling in their health. So do, so do it. (laughs) Yeah, do it. And then if you, if you want to consult, where's the best website or way to connect with you, Brooke? Sure. Um, My website, my business name is naturallylivingme.net. So you can find my services, my email. You can send me a message that way. That's probably the easiest way. It's just my website. Yeah, we have that linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. A lot of other great information linked up in the daily notes. And you can sign up as well here, email alerts from Super Don and participate in different poll questions to kind of gather and figure out where we're all heading and helping each other in that way. Uh, you can text RSB to 22828. RSB, my initials, 22828, and that will get you plugged into our uh, daily uh, news blast out there. So, uh, Brooke, thank you for being on board. And like I said, congratulations on the baby-to-be. Stay well. I know you know how to now. And it uh, looks like you got some good essential oils and remedies right behind your Yeah, I have, I have a few, don't I? 
Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Some Bach flowers and essential oils. And yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Robert. I appreciate it. Brooke, really, really great to connect. And thanks. Shout out to Trinity. Everybody check out trinityschool.org and trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com. Uh, in about 10 seconds, we're going to be joined by our friends at brideon.tv. We'll preview hour two. And I uh, hope you'll stick with us and also share the show because we are banned on Facebook right now. We maybe we'll be back soon, but here we go. All right, welcome one and all. The Robert Scott Bell Show is on. Hour two commences now with our friends at Trinity School we just had. And uh, you can link up to all the things we talk about at robertscottbell.com. Uh, hour two, which we are in, uh, we're going to talk about, have you ever heard of this? Weaponized medical boards? Weaponized medical boards. That's something that we're going to discuss. How about um, the medical, military, pharmaceutical, government, industrial complex? Yeah, you know about those things, don't you? Well, a lot more people know about it than ever before thanks to covid weirdly enough and uh cannabis side effects are they real or are they concerning we're going to get to that and one more thing i'm just going to add to the mix if you remember there was a challenge to a guy that was promoting roundup and glyphosate i think jeffrey smith told us about this it's like if you think it's so safe here take this cup and drink it and he's like well i'm not stupid well we're going to drink i'm going to drink a pesticide on the air this hour of the robert scott bell yeah tell your friends watch it see if i keel over i don't think i will We'll be right back. RobertScottBell.com. Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right, as we uh, crank up hour two, just want to shout out to my buddy, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. She had me on her this week with Dr. T program this morning, and then some special hour uh, for her, um, I guess, mem members, right? Like we have patron supporters, and boy, you're going to get something that I've never had been asked about with Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. And uh, it was fun. She's just a love. I wish she's been a good friend for over 20 years. And, uh, for those of you who are joining us from Dr. T this morning, welcome. The water's warm and it's not filled with glyphosate. Not here, <laughs> not on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, so we got a lot of stories planned for uh, upcoming events as well, including uh, mentioned a Trinity Live event, the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. But if you go to the tab upcoming events at robertscottbell.com, you can see a number of online events, webinars that are free, and also some in-person events. And if you want to know where all the cool people are going to be, well, yeah, they have to be because I'm such a nerd. I nerd out there, but they're cool. I'm not, but it's okay. I get to go to some of these events. Uh, we got the Lymphatic Rescue Summit coming up. We've got the Reversing Alzheimer's Summit happening now, just about wrapping up. Chemical Toxicity Summit coming up. But the first in-person event coming up is July 9th and 10th in Indianapolis, Indiana. The Red Pill Expo. Thanks to my good friend, G. Edward Griffin. You know, the author of Creature from Jekyll Island, A World Without Cancer. And he is rocking the world with his Red Pill Expos. And I hope to see you there, Indianapolis, Indiana. A lot of my friends will be there, and I hope you'll be there as well. Links are up, and just click on that banner. Uh, we've got other webinars online becoming pain-free. I'm going to journey back to healthcare, journey back to Pittsburgh, PA, with some other friends of mine, including Dr. Tracy Straup, Dr. Judy Mikovits, Dr. Len, and our buddy Jamie Dorley from well, you know them from Nutritional Frontiers. If you go to nutritionalfrontiers.com or cbdnf.com, you can get certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD products that are extraordinary. 
for both transdermal topical as well as internal use that we utilize here every day. And uh, again, shout out to them for their hosting on August 6th in Pittsburgh, PA, a day's worth of education. I'll be emceeing and relating some stories there. Autism One is coming back. It'll be in the desert this year in the first city that was autism friendly, Mesa, Arizona, officially designated as such. August uh, the 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st. And I'll be speaking on copper uh, in unique scientific ways that y'all want to be a part of that. And then uh, we got the United States Health Freedom Congress coming back, and that's in St. Paul, Minnesota, September 23rd, 24th. Wellness Parenting Revolution Health and Freedom Summit and Expo in Orlando, Florida, October 7th, 8th, and 9th. I'll be there for that at the Hyatt Regency Orlando. And then the granddaddy of them all, Health Freedom Expo coming up after that, back in the Chicagoland area, Tindley Park Convention Center, October 15th, 16th. Uh, and I hope to see you there. Jonathan Emort will be there and a whole bunch of our friends. And you should be there too. Think about it and meet you there. TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com. Now, I did this quite spontaneously as I was thinking about opening hour two, the show. We've got stories about uh, weaponizing the medical boards. Got stories about the medical, military, pharmaceutical, industrial complex, media as well, all engaged and involved in that. People are waking up to that. Um, cannabis side effects. We got a lot to talk about this hour. I hope to get to all of it. But we talked briefly uh, in the first hour. I went out to my greenhouse and I actually, it's organic. I don't use any toxic poisons, but yes, I sprayed a pesticide. There's like these little white, little, uh, I don't know if they're aphid. I don't know what they are, but they're just, they ate up one of my sweet potatoes. I was not happy about it. And you're like, wait, Robert, your street cred is lost because you're an organic guy. You, you wouldn't spray pesticides. So if you indulge me and you'll remember this clip, Jeffrey Smith brought it to our attention about the guy who was saying glyphosate, the active ingredient Roundup is so safe, no big deal, and he was challenged to drink it, and he, well, watch this. I do not believe that glyphosate in Argentina is causing increases in cancer. You can drink a whole quart of it and it won't hurt you. It's, yeah, uh, it, you want to drink some? We have some here. I'd be happy to, actually, but you, not, not really, but... Not really? I know it wouldn't hurt I mean, me. If, if, if you say so, I have some glyphosate. No, no, I'm not stupid. Ah, okay, so you, you, you... No, but I know... So it's dangerous, I right? Know, I know people try to commit suicide no, with no, it and fail no, fairly regularly. Tell the truth. It's, it's not dangerous, dangerous to humans. No, it's no. not. So you're ready to drink one glass of no, glyphosate? I'm not an idiot. Wow, yeah. So remember that, y'all? So it occurred to me as we were talking about uh, what I've been utilizing for years as a safe form of pest management in organic agriculture. It happens to be a distillate from the orange peel. And it's... OMRI certified for organic agriculture. It's called Delimini. And here's the product. If you haven't ever seen this and it's in stores, I've seen it like in Home Depot's and uh, Lowe's and stuff. So this is mainstream product, but it's Delimini, the orange peel, the distillate. It's called Orange Guard. You can go to orangeguard.com. I know Tor McPartley is a friend for many years and uh, we used to talk about this. It's been a while, but it's timely. Home pest control, water-based and Here's the thing. I said I would uh, um, drink some pesticide. So I'm, I'm right from this bottle, Orange Guard. Super Don, do you want to do this with me? I'll do it myself. If I, you're probably not prepared. I set it to the stream, not the spray, so I can try and get it in my mouth <laughs> just to show you that it is indeed that safe. And if you want to clean You're really going to do this, huh? I, why not? I've done you it You have before. like paramedics standing by? No, uh, but, no, but I'm carpeted here. If I fall down, I should be okay. Okay. All right. Holy crap. Look at Ooh. that. It's kind of bitter, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to chase it with some teeth. 
<sighs> Look at that. No, you know what? I mean, that's that's really cool. You, this was not planned. You just totally just no. just did. The, <laughs> I was like, "You're gonna do what?" <laughs> but no, well, I listen, wanted to the, show the, you the, how the stuff. Is, uh, I, no, I'm I fine. love this stuff. I've I've yeah. used orange in the past. Uh, you know, the delimiting from the orange peel. Right. And this stuff is like, you know, I mean, you can spray it around. Uh, you know, uh, pesticides mm. are horrible for people. They're horrible for pets. Yeah. Uh, and this stuff here, you know, you don't have to worry about if Fido gets gets it or licks it or just gets sprayed on them. You yeah. can spray it around the food in the house, uh, you know, your kids. You know, it doesn't matter because it's all natural and it works really good. It kills kills these these bugs on contact, but doesn't har harm your pets. Doesn't, doesn't harm, harm your doesn't plants. Harm plants, it, you know, you can use it in the garden. It's certified Omri for organic agriculture, and <clears> as you've seen, I just squirted some in my mouth. Obviously, it's not glyphosate. It's Orange Guard. <laughs> and uh, I, maybe we should have like put out a press release before I did it. But that's yeah, I don't do I this. Know, right? It was like a sudden, spontaneous thing. It's like, oh, you know, I remember that. I'm actually going like to do that. that. Dude, that was that was a cool move. And by yeah. the way, not only does, you know, I said this uh, last hour. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's marketed as a, as a pesticide. Yeah. But as you're walking in the house, should you accidentally spray some over on the oven? <laughs> It's okay because it works great on on as a cleaner as well. It decrease too. Not, By not, the way, the Orange Guard didn't say that. I said no, that. Yeah, but, delimiting uh, is is as an oncolytic agent as well. Yeah. Uh, in the science uh, journals, it's been published about its ability to address cancer in a in a way that doesn't cause it but reverses it. Again, Orange Guard didn't make that claim. I'm just telling you, delimiting as an ingredient. Very reasonably oh. priced as well. Did I mean, anybody? By the way, did anybody in the uh, chat room did they faint when I did that? I don't they, know. I didn't look. Chris knows that delimiting fights cancer. Chris is in the audience. <laughs> so that was anyway, cool. there's a banner over at robertscottbill.com on the right hand side says Orange Guard. There's also a banner in our, our show notes for today. So I highly recommend it. Yeah, what will Robert drink next? Wow. <laughs> what will I'm, he eat? I'm I shocked. Now yeah. I'll send you a Coca-Cola. See. See. You, if you tell really you tell me. Uh, no, somebody was thinking it was apple cider vinegar when I said I'm gonna drink a pesticide. But no, that's no. not what I was drinking. Nope. All right, links are up in the show notes to all the stories, and Super Don sends out an email blast. You can uh, sign up for email blast by uh, texting RSB, my initials, Robert Scott Bell, RSB to 22828. That's real easy. 22828, uh, send you know, RSB. <clears throat> since you mentioned the newsletter, um, yeah. and we'll get to actually a story towards the end, but I think I'll tease everybody right now. Uh, mm -hmm. We have a daily poll that goes out every day on the newsletter. And uh, today's poll yeah. asks this question. Who should have the talk? With children about sex, mm. okay. who should be the one to do that? And, and you'll understand more when we get to the story. But here's the poll selections: uh, Should the parents do it? Should the school do it? Should maybe another family member? Maybe dad has uh, you know weak knees. The idea of of having the talk. Right. Uh, a doctor, maybe yeah. a church or spiritual leader, uh, maybe somebody else, or you're just not sure. And so at the end of the show, we'll uh, reveal what, what the results, results are. are. Yeah. from uh, our... Of course, if you say school, now that means they'll be taught sex education by a transvestite from Transylvania or something, but <laughs> it just gets weirder by the day. Yeah, you can't make this yeah. stuff up. So um, let's open up the... Uh, oh, we're already opened up the uh, second hour here, but this is our first official story that we wanted to cover. Articles from the Brownstone Institute are amazing. Brownstone.org. We love uh, the writers there. They do a really great job of thorough let's say, uh, investigation. Jeffrey Tucker. Jeffrey Tucker's founder of, in, uh, of Brownstone Institute. Well, I'd love to get Jeffrey Tucker on the show one day. But uh, the article headline reads, COVID exposed the medical 
pharmaceutical government complex. This is by Mark Oshinsky. Uh, just came out the other day, and he says, in college, I took a Latin American politics and development class. When discussing Latin American medical care, Professor Eldon Kenworthy uh, presented a deeply countercultural idea. Echoing a journal article by the scholar Robert Ayers, Kenworthy maintained that building hospitals there costs lives, cost lives. If instead of erecting, equipping, and staffing gleaming medical centers, that same money and human effort were devoted to providing clean water, good food, and sanitation, the public health yield would be much greater. Now, isn't that interesting? This is something that I thought only I knew about. No, not really. But in terms of um, mainstream media, the media complex, right, the legacy media, they would be outraged if you said, you know what Africa needs? Clean water. Uh, better ac access to food, sanitation, idea, instead of what? Hospitals and vaccines. Th this became apparent to me years ago when I learned of the, the story out of Israel where the doctors went on strike. And this was in the peer-reviewed published literature, what they found. The doctors went on strike, the hospitals shut down, and mortality rates in Israel plummeted during the entire time that the hospitals were shut down. Hospitals went back to work when the doctors got their whatever demands met. And guess what? The mortality rates rose to their previously high levels. And we've accepted that as background death and mortality in the West. Modern medicine, the medical monopoly, the pharmaceutical industrial or government medical media complex, promoting the idea that the only reason we're alive today is because of medical school and all the things that doctors learn to do in medical school, which is primarily pull out a prescription pad and write you a ticket to go get a toxic poison approved by the fear and death administration that is patented and will profit them handsomely. In the meantime, it will bankrupt your health primarily outside of the acute interventions that can be legitimately ascribed to, you know, a benefit of modern medicine. And what we have found is that COVID is, yeah, it's done a lot of horrible things, really not COVID, but the response to COVID has done a lot of horrible things, including treatments in hospitals where the, the killing fields of hospitals that I've known about for years and talked about here on this show for years have become, if I dare say, common knowledge, but wi widespread, where doctors themselves, allopathically trained physicians coming through Flexner Report Medical Schools, are now speaking out on the hospitals as killing fields because they are witnessing firsthand, as are nurses, the, the death, destruction, and mayhem being induced not by accident, but purposefully now. If we were to ascribe accidental death to modern medicine, that would still rank right up there at top three. But we're talking about institutionalized killing fields and accelerated to the point of consciousness shift in the Western world, particularly in the United States where they've induced this uh, mass psychosis, they call it. And it happens within the medical circles where they do deadly interventions like remdesivir that does nothing good for you but destroys your kidneys and liver and then facilitates the inability to breathe and oxygenate at all where you're put on a ventilator and then killed by vent in addition to the destruction of the kidneys and then of course they add into the mix opioids or morphines things to shut down breathing at all and then they might give you a dnr that you didn't ask for like in the case of grace Shera. uh we've talked about that a number of times and so this awareness of this dangerous, deadly medical pharmaceutical government complex, we can thank the COVID scandemic and the response to it to wake more people than ever, ever 
And, and it's not just, you know, the deadliness of it. It's, of course, the centralization of, of money and power to enrich these medical companies or pharmaceutical companies that are hell-bent on injecting everything that moves and breathes to the point that they eventually don't move and breathe. But in the meantime, the liability that those companies would have for putting out a either a defective product or a pro product on purpose that kills, it would bankrupt them. That was the argument back in the 80s when Reagan was president. When he was told, man, the, the, the uh, pharmaceutical companies that make vaccines are going to pull out of America if you don't grant them special protection from liability should their products injure or kill. This is one of the worst things that Reagan ever did to sign the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program into being. Because at that point, suddenly there was a rush to produce vaccines that could be put on the childhood schedule and then be absolved of all liability should they injure or kill. And now you have a horrible evil group of uh, companies and the people in them trying to convince themselves they're doing good for the world. But scientific measurement and reality shows they are creating chronic disease and they are uh, actually contributing greatly to the death before death would normally occur. Last hour, we talked about SIDS and now SADS. Sudden infant death syndrome. Apparently only 5% of the so-called recommended treatments for disease are actually supported by sound scientific evidence-based valid uh you know backing five percent five out of every hundred times you get a treatment from a doctor it might be that there's a sound evident evidentiary reason to give you that treatment and it might work what does that mean even it works it means the symptoms were diminished or taken away doesn't even address the main cause doesn't have to the measurement of success is wrong too so what about SADS? Well, remember SIDS, they said, hey, roll the baby on their belly because they're apparently dying when they throw up and, they, and they're suffocating on their own. It's like everybody's John Bonham suddenly. Or what was the, what was the lead singer for uh, um, ACDC, the original guy? Did he die that way too? Alcohol poisoning? But the thing about this, you put them on their belly, it was supposed to save them. Well, it turns out that didn't work. Evidence-based? Nah, they said it. They, they're experts. Now they're trying to convince us that there's something called sudden adult death syndrome. Like we didn't notice this before. Adults just dropping dead. Healthy young adults are dropping dead on soccer fields. And, you know, major athletes just gone. More and more 18-year-old stars in movies. Boom, gone. Oh, that was happening all the time. Just like kids were always having heart attacks. Or for those of you in Gen X and, and baby boomer generation, where were all the autistic kids when you were growing up? And if they were all there, we just missed their diagnosis. Where are they now as our peer group in our 50s? Where are all the autistic 50-somethings? You said you diagnose it better. Where are they, Doc? Huh? Show me. Just a bunch of lies and deceptions. And I don't know about you, but I'm not falling for it. I'm not falling for the pharmaceutical banana in the tailpipe trick. No more. So as much as I don't like what's happened in COVID, it has accelerated the awareness and consciousness shift that modern medicine is a great scourge on society. And the monopoly, the mandatory participation in it is nothing less than EVIL because it tries to deny your choice. And in moving toward that denial of a choice, they deny you opportunities to learn about other options. So it isn't just about you don't get to choose. We're not even going to let you learn about opinions, perspectives, scientific peer-reviewed articles that violate the narrative of, for instance, COVID. And so people are now going, hey, wait a second. You don't want me to know about 
natural options? Like, you mean our immune system isn't real? That thing we you tried to mimic with vaccination, that's not real. So it becomes more and more obvious the absurdity, the dangerous absurdity that allopathic medicine, modern medicine has found itself in of its own making and doing. And the doctors thought, that'd be great if we were licensed and we had a monopoly. Oh man, wouldn't that be great? We'd be the only one that can come through. Nobody could compete with us and we got the place. We got the domination. So the AMA went after chiropractic. After the flexion report, pretty much wiped out by the middle of the 20th century, homeopathic medical schools, naturopathic medical schools, uh, herbal eclectic schools, things that would be really considered traditional medicine that preceded allopathic medicine by hundreds, if not thousands of years. And then said, well, we'll establish the medical training that we want to give you. Flexner Report made sure that it was patent petrochemical pharmaceutical ingredients approved by the Fear and Death Administration, FDA, and nothing else. Everything else is quackery. It's not, it's dangerous. It's witchcraft. It's medicine. In the meantime, modern medicine is sourced out of witchcraft. And it, and it actually gives a, it, it, it makes witchcraft look good by comparison. We're talking about pharmacia and sorcery. It is sorcery. And now you got a governor potentially, I hope, in Minnesota to, to supplant, uh, what, who's the guy, Tim something up there in Minnesota? We interviewed this guy, Scott Jensen, early on in his uh, gubernatorial attempt, and he's running for governor. He is the Republican nod against the, uh, is it still Tim Pawlenty? I just got to go back down through this article and see if I can remember the, the guy who's um, governor of Minnesota right now, which my memory is... Uh, fading fast although i haven't been in minnesota in a while although we just had a guest from minnesota help me out here no super Don's not going to help me out he's he's got to time the clock here democratic governor right now is ding 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 no nobody will tell me all right <clears throat> hold on hold on you know usually he's right there spot on hold but on. today okay it's know. tim paulenti no no Waltz. it's a different tim Tim Waltz, W A L Z. Okay, so I apologize for that, Super Don. I'm sorry I put you on the spot there. I'm sorry, I, I was I was multitasking in the background. Oh, I know you are. I know, <laughs> but here he's running for governor. This guy, Scott Jensen, he's a physician. He's a medical doctor. He believes in choice. He supports freedom. He didn't buy into the mask mandates. He saw through that. All of this. So it's a man of great intellectual integrity. He's actually a nice man. And he probably will have different thoughts if we get him back on the show from when we first interviewed him, as I'm seeing more and more medical doctors, not only questioning this COVID jab, but many other jabs previous to this. Although it, it, to your own peril to say that out loud, because the mainstream media, again, part of the military medical uh, pharmaceutical complex, the names they're calling this guy. Wh why? What has he said? What has he done? He's actually saying, you know what, if I were governor, I'm going to replace some of these boneheads. I'm saying I'm using the term boneheads on the medical board in Minnesota because they're using politics. They're using political retaliation. They've weaponized the state boards of licensure, the medical licensing boards. And when we come back from this brief break uh, at our friends at Brideon uh, take at this point, I'll talk more about weaponizing medical licensing boards and why this guy should be governor of Minnesota. We'll be right back. Okay. So They've been pretty good about it. So I'm going to assume that our friends at brighteon.tv actually took a break and we can chat about whatever. Sorry about that, Super D. I didn't know you were so multitasking. No, it's I okay. Saw the no, I was, yeah, I was working on some stuff here. So, yeah, I, I was back at a different Tim. I, I'm memory serves correct. Is it, was it Paul Lenti? Wasn't he a, 
or was that a different state? I just have that yeah, vague memory. Well, I just I, I sat here and I saw like a ton of windows open, and I was like trying to find one. I yeah, which Google. window is it? Yeah. <laughs> which one can I use to Google? Right. And it came up Tim Waltz. Okay, um, I think that's right, but I just L-Z. remember somebody previous to that. Tim Waltz, governor of Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who Tim Pawlenty is, but I do recognize the uh, name. Yeah. All right, what's going on in the chat room today? Oh, it's Tyrant Walsh. Nikki was in there. See, I should have gone to the chat room, and I apologize. I was I was in the article at the moment, Nikki, but Tim Walsh is the go- the governor now. Tyrant, Timmy the Tyrant. Tim Pawlenty was the 39th governor of Minnesota from 2003 what? to 2011. So I did remember a previous yeah, governor. former I did, governor. Yeah, I think we, we've covered Pawlenty. But, you know, interesting about Minnesota, remember Governor Jesse, the body Ventura? Mm-hmm. He was the guy that signed into law the first safe harbor provision for non-doctors to be able to practice in the state without being harassed for practicing medicine without a license. So right. Minnesota was very cool. It's like Christie wants Mike Lindell to run <laughs> up there. Yeah, I don't know if I'd recommend that. Yeah. Okay. So when do we come back live with our friends at, at BrideyUn.tv? Um, you should be able to see the clock now. you got 40 seconds. Right. Oh, Marge is asking about this product, Orange Guard. It's not yep. it's not Orange TKO. Orange TKO is the cleaning agent. Orange Guard is the pesticide. So Orange TKO went the route of getting, quote unquote, approval as a, a cleaning agent, whereas Orange Guard went through the EPA hoops to jump to become a pesticide. And so they're marketing a similar a, ingredient differently. That's why Super Don was joking about if it happens to get on your stove. Uh, right. But it is uh, uh, basically seconds. that ingredient, the limonene, is so amazing. And so uh, if you still have a bottle right. of TKO, that's awesome stuff. Too. I'm going to multitask while you're talking here next. Okay. okay. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to rejoin us here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. We simulcast our second hour of Monday's show each week. If there are other hours that opened up, we can simulcast them. But for right now, that's where we started. In the meantime, you can catch us two hours plus a day, six days a week at robertscottbell.com. Sign up for email alerts at robertscottbell.com and or text RSB to 22828, and we'll get you plugged in. Uh, For our patron supporters, we have our AMA, our monthly AMA by Zoom, and we interact with one another. It's been fantastic. You guys got to be part of that. As little as five bucks a month, it's nothing. I know, you know, the Substack is another way people are doing that. We don't have a Substack, but if you'd love to support our work and continue uh, with us in any little way, you can help us. That's wonderful. And we do give away amazing gifts just for fun because I like to, thanks to some of our sponsors. So it more than in most cases, it's like a reverse thing. You actually throw us a little bit. We throw you a lot more, <laughs> which is kind of cool. I love that. Uh, so that's coming up this Saturday, the 25th, and that'll be noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific. Uh, we're still banned on uh, uh, Facebook, apparently. We we believe it or not, we've been able to stream out our show on Facebook, and they said hate speech last week, even though there wasn't any hate speech. And they let us back on in 24 hours, but we haven't been able to stream there. So I'm glad you're here at robertscottbell.com slash listen and or on brideon.tv. So we're talking about Minnesota gubernatorial candidate Scott Jensen, a physician. They call him a vaccine skeptic who has called for civil disobedience over masks. And he promoted alternative treatments like ivermectin. Isn't that interesting? Ivermectin is an FDA approved pharmaceutical drug. And that's an alternative treatment. A drug is an alternative treatment. I thought like natural medicine, they call that. That's not natural medicine, although it has a very good safety profile for a drug. I admit that. But he's done good things, this man. 
He's a family practice physician in Chaska, uh, and that's in the Minneapolis Twin Cities area, former state senator, and he criticized the medical board at a campaign event on Monday. And uh, I think he said um, the attacks on him by the medical board were based on anonymous critics, right? You don't get to face your accuser in that system. It's a star chamber scenario. And he says, I should not have to practice medicine or run for governor with this cloud of, if you will, uncertainty hanging over my head. And yet that's what I'm doing. I'm living with that because the medical board keeps threatening him. Now, this is where I say, doctors, you should be for the abolition of medical boards, not just replacing, uh, let's say, better members of the medical board. I would say this. If I have Scott Jensen, if we can get him back on the show, we had him on again many, many months ago now. Love to get him back on again. I would say to Scott Jensen, I say, if you're governor, what I would have you do is disband the licensing boards. In fact, we would be much better disbanding all licensing boards. Licensing boards are designed to protect economic monopolies under the guise of protecting the public to say, if you're not licensed, you're not qualified and you could hurt the public. But the reality is private certifications, board certifications, these are legitimate, much more legitimate to let the public know of the qualifications of people because licensing, all I have to say to you, if you want to, you want to tell me licensing works, check out who they're giving driver's licenses to next time you go to the department of motor vehicles and you tell me that licensing is like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's really, yeah, no, uh-uh, sorry. I wouldn't get a license even if they offered it for me as a homeopath, because I would not want to subject myself to morons that would be on that board or any other board. Oftentimes they are just, again, rubber stamp controlling, uh, boards for, interest like the pharmaceutical interest to make sure these doctors are prescribing drugs and not doing homeopathy or herbs, etc. So what is Jensen's crime? He actually stood up and said what was right about freedom to choose treatments for COVID to do hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin and or other natural supplements are in combination with that. Now the, the board appointed or the governor appointed board of medicine, apparently in Minnesota, 16 people includes physicians, members of the public, and one, they throw a bone to an osteopath, no homeopaths, no herbalists, no energy healers, no chiropractors. You could serve up to two consecutive four-year terms, and they were all appointed by Democrats. These, by and large, Democrats are dummies for the pharmaceutical industrial complex. Rubes. And, and I'm, yeah, look, I know that can be considered insulting, but if you're insulted by it, then I meant it for you. If you're not, then you understand that it's not a general broad insult, but these Democrats, by and large, they buy into everything Big Pharma tells them. They still believe Anthony Fauci. Now, if you're not one of them, I'm not talking about you. But these, these medical boards are criminal entities, agencies to promote a monopoly and to attack the good doctors. And, you know, often I've covered stories. In fact, years ago, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution did a big expose on all the doctors that were caught abusing their patients in an appropriate way, sexually included. And hardly any of them lost licenses. Even some that lost their licenses got their licenses back. Tell me how it license protects the public again. Instead, you want to go after someone like Scott Jensen or how about this? Pierre Corey, Dr. Pierre Corey, his license is under attack. Steve Kirsch's uh, a Substack newsletter has an article about that. They're trying to revoke Dr. Pierre Corey's license to practice medicine. He just got his notification. Any doctor who uses early treatment to save lives is going to have their license to practice medicine revoked. That's just the way it goes. 
And Pierre Corey put out, I can't see it on Twitter because I'm banned from Twitter for basically saying I want to discuss a, t- a topic that you're not allowed to even discuss. You didn't even know what I was going to say about it. You're like, oh, no, you can't even mention it. Freedom of speech? Ah, no, that's too dangerous. Pierre Corey uh, responds to Peter McCullough. Peter McCullough, Dr. McCullough, we've had on this show. Nice man calling out A-B-I-M-A-M-A, medical societies and boards. Come out of the propaganda shadows and face me and my colleagues in the open. Let's get on with a fair review of pandemic data therapies and the mandated products. A call from the days of yore. Pierre Corey responds, says, I also got a letter from ABIM, its medical uh, board, detailing multiple public statements I made as misinformation from whoever they hired to investigate me. I have massive evidence to support each statement. Bring it on, ABIM, or I mean FBI. Didn't know investigating docs was part of your mission. And I don't know, Super Don, you say you're multitasking, but there's an image here, a meme image here that's pretty profound from Pierre Corey, MD. And it has an FBI agent if you can show it, if not, I know if you're multitasking, we'll, we'll worry about it. But he's sitting at a computer like he's monitoring like Pierre Corey or something, Dr. Corey. And the headline on it reads, my FBI agent after following my content. Oh, there it is. Thanks, Super D. And the, and the FBI agent's thinking, damn, maybe I shouldn't take the booster. Because <laughs> if you follow what Dr. Corey says, you wouldn't be taking these jabs either. And how dare a medical doctor actually acknowledge that these shots are not good for anybody. Not good for anybody. Licensor, licensing boards, licenses. Until you wake up and mature politically and recognize that licensing boards are to protect economic monopolies, not to protect the public, you're going to fall prey to the idea, well, we'll just put better people on the board. Just like we'll put better people in government, yet we won't restrict what the government can do. We just hope that good people won't use the power that the government has accumulated unconstitutionally. In violation of their oath of office and on and on it goes. Our founders knew better. They said, don't don't think that putting good people in is uh, a reliable method of keeping government small. Governments will always grow to become tyrannical. You've just got to bind them down with the change of the Constitution. That means the people have to be willing to say no anytime the government does that which is not prescribed by that Constitution. We are so far beyond that, I don't know if we can recover from it. But the wake-up call is, is, is harsh, and it usually is when you don't listen to the whispers. If you don't listen to the whispers and the profound uh, wisdom of the founding fathers about government, restricting the, the act of government to define, clearly define roles. If you let them just kind of maneuver on out beyond it by treaties or other things, inevitably you would be living in a state of tyranny. And we've seen that more overtly than any time in our lifetime because of the COVID scamdemic. So maybe we all need some cannabis. <laughs> Or at least some CBD. We get ours from Nutritional Frontiers. This is certified organic U.S. grown. If you go to CBDNF.com, sign up there to become a customer. You don't have to buy anything right away. Just check it out. And you use the drop-down menu at CBDNF.com when you try to sign up. Uh, Robert Scott Bell Show is listed as a drop-down menu. When you do that, if you're in the United States, they'll send you some products, some samples. And you'll take a picture of those samples with you, preferably, and send those pictures into Superdon. And every once in a while, I'm just saying it this way now, when we get more entries, We'll do another giveaway. The, just that, look at all the people that sent in their pictures. And a bunch of these folks have won goodie bags worth of products from Nutritional Frontiers. So generous. Use the code RSB15 when placing your order. 15% off any and all products that Nutritional Frontiers has, including their sale items. And by the way, men, 
The Father's Day sale ends today. For those of you listening or watching live on the 20th of June, 15% off their uh, Frontiers Men Complex, their PSA, their Testo uh, 180, Power Cleanse, Proline Greens. And you can use the code RSB15 to get an additional 15% off. Yes, Robert Scott Bell Show fans can double dip at Nutritional Frontiers. How cool is that? So the FBI is investigating doctors for simply questioning uh, protocols or pro proffering different protocols for COVID. Is that the role of the FBI? Really? That's why you want the FBI? Oh, yeah. We got to investigate them doctors if they use something natural. Oh, yeah. That's the threat. Really? I can't say enough, so I won't. Let's move on. I don't even like to use this word marijuana, marijuana slang that was used to try to frighten white people away from using cannabis, right? This is, uh, you know, fomenting racial fears or other cultural fears, but they still use the term and they say, oh my gosh, it can cause these awful side effects. According to the experts, these are five side effects of marijuana to be aware of. Let's go through them, Super Don, shall we? Or are you still multitasking? Can you open up your mic? I'd no, love to I'm hear good. from you on this. I'm good. Yeah. I'm here. So number one on the list number is medi on the list. medication Awful. interactions. Awful. Awful yeah. side effect. No, look, that's why they say, no, don't eat any grapefruit. It's going to ruin your drugs. How about don't do the drugs? <laughs> yeah, this is actually uh, apparently CBD. Mm -hmm. And THC. And THC. Yeah. Um, these can cause some problems with uh, certain drugs that you're taking. Coumadin, uh, Plavix, namely, these are blood, yes. blood thinners. <laughs> they can kill you. They can bleed you out. Tamoxifen, which is tamoxifen. a... Tamoxifen. Oh, man, we don't want to disrupt the tamoxifen. Breast cancer drug that causes cancer. Uh, Xyrem, which I don't know, and some other therapies. Yeah. All right, fine. Look, if you're on those things, then don't do it. But good Lord, really? That's where you're reaching? Interacting are there with... alternatives to these drugs? Yeah, uh, every one of them. So maybe, maybe this might encourage somebody to go, ah, you know what? I kind of want to use my CBD yeah, or my THC. I, yeah. I think maybe I'll try and find a way not to have to take those drugs. It, it seems to me that's a positive, not a negative. Yeah, and the irony about cannabis is that it might actually supplant some of those drugs. You wouldn't need them. <laughs> All right, what is this? Cannabis hyperemesis syndrome? Ah, uh, yes. This is, this is similar to, let's say, somebody goes out drinking one night and they ha they just drink way too much uh, I don't know whiskey or something. That usually y y the side effect of that is they throw up all over the place, right? The body goes, oh nope, too much too of much. this. We yeah. got to try and get rid of it. Mm -hmm. This is the same thing for cannabis. Yeah. Uh, if, if you uh, ingest or you know intake uh, way too much THC, yeah. it can cause this syndrome, and you will find this more often with people that are consuming really high potency forms sure overdosing of THC, all. which and, to me is just stupid but yeah. some people do it just but I think mean, look, about people, this people, I mean, you overdose on a drug that they're listing up above that they're worried it'll about you. it'll kill you you overdose yes. on cannabis and you're gonna throw up yeah, yeah you're gonna throw up and you're gonna feel like crap but and you're not gonna die and we're not yeah. endorsing doing that i'm just saying let's let's so, put things in perspective so here's the awful side effect if you take too much it'll make you sick that's pretty much anything Mm -hmm. anything is like that so you know unless you're a real moron mm -hmm. you just won't take too much yeah right so i don't how see about, that as an awful side effect how about number three on the list anxiety anxiety oh. yeah. now look at here we are again i mean what is it the second sentence of the description of this mm -hmm. too much thc mm -hmm. can cause anxiety in many users too much we acknowledge that 
They can cause paranoia in some people. Absolutely. We acknowledge that. So but in some answer? people, in some people, it doesn't. So well, if this is your and in thing, the ones that it does, yeah, don't, don't take too it. much, or don't use it at all. Come back. CBD sometimes can work wonders where THC couldn't, and vice versa. So you find and out it's like, versa. wow, Absolutely. this is really not devastating, like the article seems to indicate. Now I like this one here. Number four, low blood pressure. This seems to be like a positive benefit for most people. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a lot of high blood pressure out there. So it, basically what they're doing by telling you that this can lower your blood pressure is they're now introducing yet another natural alternative to deal with high blood pressure. Right. It's a vasodilator. So basically the Plavix and the uh, Coumadin, you might not need. If they say, don't take it with that, well, you might not need it if you use the cannabis. Now, granted, if there's a, uh, you know, a really super low blood pressure, that's, that is problematic. But That could be a most, problem, yes. For the most part, people are elevated they have hypertension and that could be a benefit so pay attention to that yeah. and number five on this dangerous list of side effects of cannabis oh, this is this the best point. one this is yeah. the best one eye and mouth dryness yes one of the symptoms of of consuming uh cannabis mm -hmm. especially if you're smoking it is dry mouth they call it cotton mouth mm -hmm. um, that now, now, now listen yeah. here, here's here's the the, the awful side effect if you consume cannabis and your mouth gets dry, mm -hmm. you're going to drink water. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what an you're awful be, side effect that is. More water consumption, which is a good thing. You're going to be better hydrated. Uh, what an amazing thing. Um, yeah, so, you know, I almost think that this article may have been tongue-in-cheek when they wrote this. Yeah. Because to use the, the, the description of awful side effects, mm -hmm. none of those were awful. Yeah. If anything, it caused people to consider maybe using cannabis uh, if they hadn't thought about it yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. See, I'm still alive. I drank some Orange Guard earlier today. That's you did. You saw it. You I did, did it on the air. You don't have it's any... It's not the uh, most flavorful thing to drink. It's kind of bitter. You, you killed all of the ants and fleas you had in your stomach. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm loaded with those, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, by the way, like I said, this IGF-1 Plus from Neutronics, this thing rocks, dude. I'm muscle-bound. And Super Don told me this morning, it's funny, um, I was going to appear on, I did, I appeared on Ch Sherry Tenpenny's, Dr. Tenpenny's weekly show. And then her thing, she says, whatever you do, don't go down there and start flexing your muscles, Robert. I'm like, really? Is that what you think I do all the time now? You're like Ty Bollinger's mini-me now. You're just, you know, you're just like, you know, hey, hi, how are you? Um well, I've got my big Trinity sweatshirt on, so you can't see my. But big you know what? The right stuff's now. working. I mean, yeah. it is. I mean, it's obvious. You know, I yeah. see you every day, so it's like it's. Yeah. I'd have to be blind not to have noticed the difference, yeah. in what's going on. So that IGF one is is really uh, helping out. And it, you know, we talked about it last week because mm -hmm. you know one of the first question I had because I I used to be a gym rat, but mm -hmm. I, I haven't been in a really long time. I'm yeah. more of now a sit down and work rat, mm -hmm. um, and so my question was. Does it help you if you aren't working out in the gym? Yeah. And we were reading science last week that was talking about how, yeah, you know what? It, mm -hmm. it helps your liver. It helps with liver regeneration. Yeah. So, I mean, it's this is good stuff. And, and we're going to be giving away a, a ridiculous valued bottle of that stuff on yeah, AMA. Yeah, for our next AMA. Like you said. That retail right there, because what you can do is if you, if you click on the banner at our mm -hmm. website, yeah, uh, you can get that on auto ship. 
and it's it's like one hundred forty nine dollars, fifty percent off for auto ship. Fifty percent, uh, that's one hundred and forty nine. Yeah. But the yeah, full I mean, retail value on that thing is almost three hundred bucks. Yeah, I'm just thinking about all the people that are in at the five bucks a month level. Man, I, I just what a deal, right? If they win. But anyway, just as a side, there it's another thing that we bring to you that I actually put to the test before I was willing to talk about it with you guys. So yeah. please consider it, and I'm hoping you will get out there and exercise. And only those of you who are annoyed with me right now know who I'm talking to. Okay? So there. <laughs> Just like movement. Movement. Move it. Move it. All right. Uh, we are in the midst of uh, another story here about blue light, blue light blockers. This is the next article. It's linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. A medical express of all places. So it's making the rounds in the medical circles. It says blue light, what we do and don't know about the, the damage it causes our skin. I didn't think about blue light for the skin. I always think about it for the eyes, more or less. You know, if you're on your computer or your phone and you don't have, uh, let's say, blue light screen blockers or at night at least turning it to a, a what they call a night version, apparently that reduces that blue light. But the reality of the, uh, the bandwidth, if you will, of that light impact on the eyes and the skin apparently is uh, a little bit broader and worse than I thought. And this article goes into some of that. Uh, it says, just to give some education on it, visible light accounts for 50% of the sunlight spectrum, and it's only part of the light that can be detected by the human eye. The blue band of this visible spectrum has a particularly high energy level, they said. And and therefore, it, it tends to impact negatively our eyes, and also disrupting our sleep cycles, circadian rhythms, etc. And this is why, in addition, if you if you don't black out your room at night, we've talked about blackout curtains and things, there's a lot of light leak and that can diminish the intensity in a good way of, of deep, deep sleep and regeneration. So I actually got this company. I think it was out of Australia. They used to be called Blue Blocks or something. And I found out about it. What's that comedian guy with the long hair, reddish hair? He's a funny guy. Uh, I can't remember names right now. Carrot you guys, top? No, not Carrot Top. He's the guy in our realm. We've not interviewed yet. Uh, he does a lot of funny. He you know does some mock. Oh, J.P. Sears. J.P. Sears, thank you. Okay, I got you. So one of his sponsors he has was this, and I ordered a couple of these uh, blue block. They were called blue block, but they were they're just uh, uh, the eye covers for nighttime, like sleep goggles that I, I, I like. It fits me well. It didn't fit my wife well, but I like it. And so you, it wear, gives you the, wear blue block, blue light blocking goggles when you sleep well, at night? This is like all light blocking. It just happened to come from the company that sells oh, okay. a lot of stuff for blue blocks. I mean, like one of those masks that people yeah. wear would, would do the same thing. But right? finding one that's comfortable, that fits you well, is important, or else you're not going to want to wear it. It'll disrupt your sleep. I didn't want that. Mm. And it fits me well. And so even if there's light leak, my body, especially the pineal gland and the eyes, uh, are are shielded from any light leak. So I, I sleep deeper with that. And, and mm. that's uh, been good. I wouldn't need it if we truly had no light leak. But we do, so I wear it. But the blue light thing, the risks they talk about. Were anything uh, interesting to you that jumped out in this regard? The risk of, um, of blue light? I, I think it's interesting because just like you, I've noticed that you know over the, the last several years, actually blue blockers have been around for ages, but mm -hmm. I remember they used to sell the sunglasses. But um, yeah, that it actually can affect your skin as well as your, your eyes. Now, I personally... I have a setting on my computer that I set it to mm -hmm. that it, it, it goes like it's like a night night version yes. or something like yes. that, that, that that changes that because I was noticing there was a period of time, you know, I've had a history of migraines. 
Mm-hmm. And there was a time where I was just like, I was doing everything, everything I contribute. could think of. Yeah. And it does help, you know, when you cut down on the glare and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I, I personally did not realize that there was a skin situation. Yeah. With no, blue it light. says here, look, that this blue light increases the production of reactive oxygen species. And, and, and not all ROS is bad. I've talked about that from an immune situation. But in this case, they're indicating that it's creating more oxidative damage to the skin kind of like excessive sun exposure, not just normal, healthy sun exposure, but excessive. So that's another thing that they're referencing here in terms of skin health. Maybe that, if you don't think about your eyes that much, that the skin, if you don't want premature aging, you might want to be careful of always exposing your face, et cetera, to the, 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 the light spectrum that's in the blue realm coming from computer screens and, and mostly these cell phones as well. And I'm and not apparently arguing. Apparently, this is something the cosmetic industry has started developing. Mm-hmm. Um, these things where they're they're uh, got stuff that's supposed to black, you know, help with that. We personally haven't looked into this. Uh, no, and so but I don't is, like the idea of SPF for your skin because most of no. them are synthetic and toxic. So right. I would say protect it in another way by having those screens that you can put There's on. There's got to be an alternative. Blue blocking yeah. options there. Exactly. Or there, who knows? There may be a, a good product out there that uh, isn't Somebody using SPF, yeah. isn't using these these chemicals that the sunscreens are using yeah. that, that would work. And this is something we I would say into. one of the protective uh, minerals is copper for the skin, right? Copper and silica. And these are easy things like the sovereign copper you could use every day. You can even spray on your skin to protect it and help it regenerate. Silver does some good there as well. So let's see. Finally, your poll question of the day was rather interesting. You sent out in the newsletter. Mm-hmm. And this is where we kind of get a snapshot of our audience, kind of where you guys and gals are at. There's always some outliers, maybe some funny guys and gals about that. I don't know if there's a funny option here, but it's a question of the, the, the talk of uh, the birds and the bees, as they used to say, right? And this uh, study finds article is talking about parents – one in five say they'll never have the talk with their kids. I'm like, really? What? What? Why? <laughs> what? Is that, How I mean, irresponsible is that of a it, parent, you know? It's like, do you know, guys even know how you had kids and you're not going to tell them? <laughs> well, well, listen, I mean, let's, let's be realistic. Um, yeah. Kids talk to kids. Yep. Um, you don't necessarily want to rely on that or say, oh, well, I don't have to because they have friends. Mm-hmm. Also, part, in part of the survey... Uh, the percentage of parents that hadn't talked to their kids yet about it, uh, there was a, a, a significant number of them that were like, ah, the school will teach them. Really? The school, yeah, the school will teach them. Now you find education. out what schools are really teaching. You want to maybe rethink that. You really want to let the school yeah. be the one to teach your kid that stuff? Oh my gosh. Really? Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. So yes, the, the, I put the poll out. I, this inspired the poll, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I thought, hey, let's put it out there. Let's see what our our uh, subscribers had to say about that. So we'll revisit the, revisit the poll real quick here. The question is, who should have the, the quote, the talk with children about sex? Mm. And the options were the parents, the school, another family member, a doctor, a church or spiritual leader, somebody else, other, or mm. Robert's favorite, not, Not sure. sure. <laughs> I, I don't want to commit. I don't want to overly commit I to the know, answer here. I just got to give people yeah. an out there. So here's the results as of about 30 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. 232 responses. Overwhelming majority, 95%, said the parents. Wow. I kind of expected that. I was hoping yeah. for that anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then it was kind of mixed. On, there was, I mean, other, your favorite category, got, got uh, 1.3%. 
Yeah. Uh, we had a couple people said a doctor. Um, Only one person member, said school. One person said school. 0.04%. I don't know what school that is, but yeah. good luck on that. So glad to see this result because, you know, ultimately I do think it is the parent's mm-hmm. responsibility. And I, I can understand. Listen, to get kind of, oh, I don't know. How do I explain that to the kids? It's kind of awkward. That's a, yeah, that's a good Come story, on. Step up and do the right thing because you know what? When when kids learn about that stuff the wrong way. And, oh, it could, and it could negatively the impact person, the rest of their life. Super down. we got about lives. 20 yeah. seconds or, so, or less before I have to take a break here. For those of you on Brideon.tv, we do a bonus round together at robertscottbell.com after the show. More, more or less informal, covering things we didn't get to or chat room stuff. So feel free to join us there. And uh, God bless you all. We'll be back less than 22 hours from now because the power to heal is yours. Oh, wait. We don't have a video clip. There it is. Here it comes. Ah, I was just teasing you. Yeah, it happened. I did. I got all involved in talking, and I didn't have the video ready. But I just again reminds me of how grateful I am that you're pushing the buttons too, because <laughs> for a couple of years at least, right, we were doing this complex software program that I was pushing the buttons, calling the shots, and trying to host the show and mm-hmm. watch the time clock. And I think I did a rather decent job at and it. And it was way more, way more involved. Way than this more is. complicated. Yeah. And then Super Don finds out he just gets into a conversation. It's like, forget it. I can't do that too. Um, and yet I could, I just didn't have Ray. But. No, it's just like, there's too much going on. Anyway, I'm not giving you crap, Super Don. I'm just so acknowledging what? that. What, what, guess what? What? I got Jeffrey Tucker for tomorrow. Hour one. Are you kidding me? No, dude, that's so I worked, awesome. listen, I worked with him for, for, yeah. for a while. Yeah. He had a, uh, he had a podcast that he okay. was doing in conjunction with, uh, our friend, um, um, oh, come on. <laughs> what is it? He's such a good friend. I just forgot his name. Um, oh, come on. The guy that we were talking about with the, the whole learning app thing and stuff. That the, the, the You're totally not even going to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're okay. no help. You are no, zero no. help to me right now. On this one, I cannot help you. Sorry. All right. Anyway, we've got him tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I've got to get him the information mm-hmm. on um, how to connect and stuff. So we'll get him on to talk about what's going on over at the Brownstone Institute. Yeah. And this will so, be your first time talking to him. It will be. I'm excited. This guy is an amazing orator. Yeah. Extremely Maybe I should articulate. just spray the orange guard in my mouth so I won't I won't speak and, and uh, just let him talk the whole time. No, that'll just make you feel better. So. <laughs> I see crazy lady Jane watching on is it the yellow one is that which one is Twitch or D Live? The yellow uh, D Live is Twitch. D-Live. Or, excuse me, D Live is yellow. Yellow, right? Yes. She says, I witnessed you spray the pesticide into your mouth. Bitter, I believe, was your word of choice, LOL. Yeah, yes. it was kind of bitter. Uh, it's not mad for consumption, but it's perfectly safe is the point. That's the, you know, you don't get that normally with pesticides. This stuff is a whole different level of stuff. So the orange guard is awesome. And I wanted to show you, and I did. Let's see what's going on in our chat room over at robertscapbell.com slash listen. Let's see what's happening there. DJ Katie has blackout curtains on the bedroom, bedroom window, which is nice. Um, Let's see. Leslie, they had to cancel uh, the health stock this year because of the, they have to move again, but they found a great property. 
And I can't wait to hear how that goes, but I'm, I'm encouraged by what they're, they're going to be. So we'll, we'll do that eventually again. Uh, it'll be the union slash reunion, the Robert Scott Bell Show family. Uh, let's see. Any I mean, other? We, scared, we scared Leslie somehow. Was it the How music? did we scare Leslie? Must have been the music. She said her volume was way too high. Oh. <laughs> Oops. Hey. DJ Katie talked about coconut as a natural sunblock. Coconut oil. I love that. Absolutely great for your skin. I like it. Our dentist uses sunglasses for all patients. That's Leslie. Leslie has the blue block setting on the phone as well, or the night setting as you can. It works. Yeah. Huh. Chris is saying RSB is your webcam settings off or, or is your skin tone appearing more Trump like as the show goes on? Nah, it's the orange guard. It must have turned me orange. We'll call you orange man. The limonene. Is that it? I don't know. I mean, I have been out in the sun uh, a lot more, which is what we like to do in the summer, right? Get out there and get some color. But I don't know if there's a I've got a filter on the on the ring light. So it's not that white, super white light. It goes through kind of a, a golden yellowy kind of filter that turns it warmer but that's every day i don't i don't change that so i don't know why i'm looking in trump like today as you said <laughs> oh man all right so uh as i said tomorrow unless something falls through we will have jeffrey tucker in hour one and then we will have Dane Wigginton in hour two. Oh, we'll be doing geoengineering watch. Correct. That's going to be a great show. Yeah. So uh, did you tell uh, Jeffrey Tucker what we want to talk to him about or anything? Not yet, no. I just okay. I just cleared that he was uh, available tomorrow. So, um, you know, I here's what I, I would like. To, I think would be great because I know Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, well enough that, you know, I know about his, his story. So I think it would be great to talk about, um, you, you know, because he's also the founder of a website that uh, was called Liberty.me. Okay. And he goes way back. He goes way back into, like, the uh, into the Ron Paul days. And mm -hmm. um, he is, he's just, he's just brilliant. I mean, you could listen to this guy for hours, just talk. Mm -hmm. And you'll see what I'm talking about when when he's he's on tomorrow. Cool. But um, there's a lot a lot of different uh, areas that we can go. You know, over at the Brownstone, they've been focusing a lot on uh, the medical industrial complex mm -hmm. and all of the shenanigans that took place over the last couple of, of years. With I, I don't feel so lonely anymore. You know, you don't why? Because well, for how many years was I one of the few voices that was talking about that? That's true. There was just a handful, right? And, yeah. And they were all a bunch of crazy quacks and and, and pseudoscience purveyors well, <laughs> of snake oil and uh, whatever and all that kind of stuff, right? But I've criticized like... the libertarians by and large that had this blind spot on this issue yep. for a long time, and I think no longer for the most part. I've seen it change a lot. Yep. So. So yeah, I mean Jeffrey can go so many different directions and stuff like that. So we'll figure out. 
mm-hmm. some stuff to talk. I think to hear his background, I think would be intelligent. I mean, intelligent. It would be yes. amazing yeah. and fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it would be cool to talk about the Brownstone Institute because they just popped out of nowhere. Just boom, yeah. Brownstone Institute. And I, you know, I remember when I found them, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh, that's a good article. Wait a minute. Oh, that's a good one, too. Oh, wait a minute. That's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. And literally, I mean, there have been some shows that we've done where we've had three or four articles and newsletters, too. Three or four articles uh, from that website on that day that mm-hmm. we've put out there. And so I think it'd be interesting to find out why he put the Brownstone Institute together, get his perspective on, on some things. Maybe we can take his, his latest article. Mm-hmm. That he wrote, um, and it'll be a good interview. I guarantee you're yeah. gonna you're gonna like it. I I think I will. I think yep. I will. Uh, let's see what else we got going on. Mm, I, I'm still getting out in the garden. Things are growing pretty nicely. I'll have to do another garden update soon as things get bigger. Uh, in fact, you know, I put those. I told you about the rubber snake trick for keeping the birds yeah. away. Because yeah. we have these um, two small cherry bushes and one little cherry tree. Uh, and they're not the Bing cherries. They're a different kind of cherry. They're a little smaller, they're a little more sour. But they're, 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 I never really got a chance to eat them because the birds would get them first. But since I put the snakes out there this year, I'm actually yeah. getting to harvest some uh, beautiful little cherries already cool. to eat, which are nice. Cool. The Bing that we got this year, two Bings, I di- didn't apparently. If it flowered, I think we had a late freeze that it didn't like so i don't think we're going to get any bing cherries off of our trees this year but we're going to have a bumper crop of pears this year that's what we'll have the biggest cool. of them we might have a couple of peaches i don't maybe have some apples too um but we'll see as far as the fruit trees as we try to develop an orchard and continue to grow things um so uh, let's see red pill expo coming up next yes great great time with uh, brooke today from trinity she did a great job um, you can still buy the Tuttle Twins children's books at a great discount. We have a link uh, on the website. Those of you who want to have great knowledge for your kids growing up, the Tuttle Twins is a great way to do it. And what else? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. My brain is fried. Is it? I got too much stuff going on here. But, um, yeah. We'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. You guys That's all I are... got, man. That's it. All right. I'm, I'm empty. I'm spent. You guys just keep hanging out. I, I feel it too today. I don't know what it is. I had a good workout <laughs> this morning. Decent workout this morning. It was good. I did, um, by the way, I'm second place in the chow this week, which is okay. But I, I think the person that put the number up that they actually did, I don't think it was physically possible to do that number. So sometimes people say that, you know, they make up a number and put it on to win. I don't know, but. I tried mm. my best. So you and, think it's a little too good to be true, huh? Yeah, knowing what I was able to achieve in that three-minute time frame, and that was with not perfect form, because in order to do certain things, like it was a uppercut, uppercut, and knee, knee. It was like one of the, I forget what they call the, the rounder, like teardrop-shaped bags that you can kick and punch. And so it was that, and there's just no way, if you're going to do perfect form that you can do the number or anywhere close to that number. And I sacrifice some of the form just for speed's sake. You know, you're you're not like in a full-on scenario to do what I did. It's like 102 reps in that three-minute time frame. And anyway, I just say that not to accuse anybody of anything, but it's like I hear that like some some of the people that are at the gym, they'll go, oh, that, those numbers aren't real. I was like, well, what you do is just compete with me and you'll know the number's real. 
And it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Let's, let's look at that. And then, and then we'll do it. So, but my daughter went with me to work out today, which is fun. I like in the summer, she's like, she's wanting to come out and work out. And uh, also a reminder, shout out for anybody that's going to the pork fest, which is short for porcupine, not Porky the pig. Uh, pork <laughs> fest in uh, Lancaster, New Hampshire. This is the Libertarian Festival by the Free State Project that goes on every year uh, this week. And my son is there at the Goldback booth. So give him a shout out. If you want the best hug in the world, he, he does give the best hugs in the world. And uh, he might be wearing a Robert Scott Bell Show hat. I don't know. Uh, but you should be able to recognize him because he looks like Mini Me. So he looks like Mini Me. Well, he looks like me, but Mini. Oh, okay. <laughs> Smaller version of me. Short, bald. Yeah. Uh, is that what no. you said? Short and that, bald. That's what Mini Me looks like. Oh, by the way, we saw that. I mentioned to you that crazy multiverse movie. Everywhere, mm -hmm. everything, everywhere, all at once. And that lady who's in a lot of the martial arts movie is the main. Um, a person or character in it, and it was just a crazy movie. My wife and I were looking at each other, we half laughing, half astonished, and just jaw dropping things that we would witness in this this movie. And uh, it was one of those multiverses. Had nothing to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe either, uh, but it, it was kind of a crazy, off the beaten path kind of thing to do. But we we did that yesterday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the uh, Top Gun movie myself. I've, that I've one waiting. I haven't seen. Yeah, I heard that. I've been waiting be a long time. That that was supposed to come out like last year or something like that, and they had to put it off because of COVID. Right. Um, it's supposed to be really, really, really good, and they highly recommend that you see it in the theater because of the uh, the experience of it. The experience of the like the yeah. the and yeah the photography. Do you have discount Tuesdays at movie theaters where you are? You know, I don't go to the movies very often, so yeah. I don't know if they, I think maybe, or I, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think so here. I think you just can, you can get the matinee at okay. the discount. Gotcha. Uh, our friend Christy uh, in Tennessee there says Vanderbilt University just reinstated a mask mandate. Like I said, Vanderbilt is for morons. <laughs> MIT is for morons. Why do I say that? Well, it's not that there aren't intelligent people there that can learn you really good stuff yeah i said that on purpose but that they adopt uh, policies that are not rooted in sound science at all should cause you a pause or a concern to say do i really want to go to that school or any of those schools what are they teaching there if they're willing to put a mask mandate on based on no sound valid science that could show you why it can actually save you protect you protect others just another dig at a and I'd, I'd say it about, as I said, my old university I went to, Emory, uh, I would probably get kicked out of Emory today if I was there because any political correct incorrectness, they don't put up with it at all. They'll just boot you. I don't think I would have survived my four years with this environment. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, thanks, thanks. y'all, for being here. Thanks for thanks, sharing the show. Hope you, hope you enjoyed it. For any of you Tune joining us. tomorrow, and um, Robert will drink something else. Is this the you new make challenge? It, you should make it like day? a daily thing. You no, just, you, it's actually it's your pretty turn. Pretty soon you'll be like a sword swallower and shooting fire out of you, you know. Well, we gotta attract an audience somehow, you know. <laughs> Super D, you, you're gonna have to drink some orange guard tomorrow. Really? Oh no, I wouldn't make you do it, but it's safe to do as you. Do I have to drink a quart of it? No, just just squirt some in your mouth. It's how'd, kinda, how'd you like the fact that I grabbed that that clip so quick? That was impressive, dude. That was like I can't believe how you did that. But that was a great because that was what came to mind. 
I Dude, thought of that. that. Was I one thought of the greatest viral uh, video clips of the year yeah. when that came out. It's been a few years ago, mm-hmm. but man, they took that guy to task. Yeah. Hmm. They, they picked the wrong. He he picked the wrong place to try and go on and promote. Yeah. What I was like it? To say he, to safety. He he was there to talk about how great golden rice is. Yeah. You know what golden rice is? That's the right. Rice it was a GMO they, rice with a synthetic yeah, vitamin A. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the the journalist got him good. <laughs> oh, man. That was a good one. So anyway, all right, guys. Thank you for being here, y'all. God bless you. Be back less than 22 hours from now, and uh, we'll see you then.